Hey, you fuckers. How's everybody doing? I hope all is well. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club, ladies and gentlemen, their shit shower shave, they don't call that anymore. (laughs) That's what they were calling it before. But what they call it now is uh, for five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter kit. Dollar Shave Club, folks, what they are is a way for you to save money and conveniently get razors delivered to your doorstep. And I'm talking like super high quality six blade razors and a big weighty executive handle. They're as good as you're ever going to get anywhere for a fraction of the cost. And now they have a bunch of shit as well. They have shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, and even butt wipes. Ah, they have an amber and lavender calming body cleanser. It relaxes you. Never smelled anything like it. And one thing that they have that I can't go without, if I'm going to use a razor, I'm going to use shave butter, folks. Fuck shaving cream. Shaving cream sucks compared to Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter. This shave butter is fantastic. It's literally the best thing I have ever used to shave with. It makes that razor glide over your face, and your face is so smooth afterwards. Oh, so smooth. Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top-shelf ingredients that won't break your budget. You'll feel the difference, plus shipping is included with your membership and the great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's product is for just five bucks, you get their daily essentials starter kit, which comes with body cleansers, one wipe Charlie, their amazing butt wipes that I was just talking about, their world famous shave butter, and their best razor, the six blade executive razor. Keep the blades coming for just a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need for the bathroom. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Rogan. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Rogan. And we're also brought to you by the Cash App, ladies and gentlemen. The number one ranked app in finance that lets you do the most with your money. Whether you want to pay people back, buy and sell Bitcoin, or deposit your paycheck right into the app, or order a free custom cash card to spend anywhere you like. Now with the Cash Card you get a more powerful experience than ever with the Cash App's latest feature, Cash Boost. The Cash Cards Boost program lets you get instant discounts every time you swipe your card. Right now, you can get a dollar off every purchase you make at coffee shops across the country when you pay for it with your Cash Card. And it does not stop there. You can get 15% off Chipotle, 15% off Shake Shack, and more. And they are rolling out new boosts for the cash card constantly. So follow Cash App on Instagram and Twitter to find out what boosts are next. You can download the Cash App for free in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Get your free cash card, select your boost. And when you download the Cash App, make sure you enter the reward code Joe Rogan, one word. You will receive $5, and $5 will go to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten Charity. We are also brought to you by Policy Genius, ladies and gentlemen. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare life insurance online. In just five minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers and find the best policy for you. Policy Genius has helped over 4 million people shop for insurance and placed over $20 billion in coverage. 
Over 80% of the people think life insurance costs double what it actually costs, folks. Not only that, almost 100% of the people think buying life insurance is a pain in the ass. That's not true. The truth is a healthy 35-year-old can get a half a million dollars in coverage for less than 30 bucks a month. And getting life insurance doesn't have to be complicated anymore because of policy genius. And they don't just make life insurance easy. They also compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, and health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. So if you've been thinking about getting life insurance, go to policygenius.com. It's the easy way to compare top insurers and find the best policy for you. You'll be saving time, money, and hassle, and it's free. Policy Genius, because comparing life insurance doesn't need to be a pain in the neck. Does it? It doesn't. My guest today is uh, a young firebrand, as it were. A, uh, a young, very intelligent she, I don't, she doesn't even say she's conservative. She's right-wing, I guess. She's um, independent. Please give it up for Candace Owens. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Boom, and we're live. Candace Owens, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm, I'm very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking. A lot, a lot of controversy these days, Candace. I guess. A little in, bit. In the Twitterverse. In the world. Yeah. Just everybody's uh, excited about being outraged. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. There's controversy every five seconds. You know, I had a guy on before, the guy that you just met, uh, Dr. Robert Schock. He's a geologist from Boston University, and he is a, a part of this uh, backdating of the ancient, uh, the history of Egypt. And they're talking about, you know, all these different structures that might be thousands and thousands of years older than people think they are. And one of the things that he's working on is that there was coronal mass ejections from the sun somewhere around 10,000 years ago that basically killed off a giant percentage of the population on the planet. Lightning storms millions of times greater than anything we've ever experienced before that literally was like lightning coming down like rain, barbecuing the ground, killing people, people forced into caves, civilization resets. It's almost like we need something like that to really be upset about. Because instead of being upset about Roseanne or Samantha B or yeah. Samantha B used the C word yeah. today, that naughty girl. Yes, it's just outrage culture. Yeah. I say everyone should just wait like forty eight hours if everybody hates you and then yeah. they'll be on to the next person that they have to hate. Yeah, well, that's one of the cool things about the internet is yeah. the, the cycle. Boy, it hits you hard, but then it goes back pretty quick. Really fast. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's never that serious. It's not like the old days when someone got in trouble with something. Boy, that trouble stuck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know that time. I, I, I genuinely don't know that time. How old are you? Twenty nine. I just turned twenty nine. Yeah. So you're very, very young in the shit stirring culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is all new stuff to you. It's new. Yeah. And I think the thing that sucks for me is that I'm really conscious of it. Like, I wish I thought all of this was normal. It would be easier. But like even when I do things like just before this, I was like, oh, let me do an Instagram story that I'm about to go on Joe Rogan. I'm like, hey, guys, like I'll be on Joe Rogan. And I'm like, how weird. I'm like holding my phone in the middle of things, yeah. <laughs> talking to this device. At least you're aware of it. That but that kind of sucks that I'm aware of it. Like I, it would be so much more natural if I wasn't aware of it. You know, mm. girls that just, hey, guys, and they all day and it, it feels normal. So the, being conscious of it is kind of not that fun. That's probably the best way to approach it, though, to be conscious of how goofy it is. Because if you're just yeah. swept away in the zeitgeist. I don't know. I, I think, think it's, it's better. It's, yeah, ignorance is really bliss. You think I so? Think, yeah. I think there are people that think it's the most normal thing in the world to just put your entire life on social media. And I actually don't think it's the most normal thing in the world, but my entire life is on social media. 
well, I've just met you, but you seem like a very bright woman, and that's Thank probably you. part of the problem. Yeah, is you're not stupid. I if you're know. stupid, you'd be like be putting easy. everything on Instagram, and you'd be. Do you do the selfie face? This is my favorite oh, thing. No. This thing. When they do that weird thing with their neck, <laughs> trying to get the right angle. Do that. I don't. Good for I you. don't. I'm really bad at selfies. My cousin always has to take them if we're in the same picture. Um, mm. But I'm getting good at my like Instagram angle and like the ah. things that I say. Like, oh, do you guys like this? eyeshadow like it's like it's it's that ridiculous my friend cameron haynes loves you he saw you on fox news he's like who's this girl she's making so much sense he's like super hardcore conservative yeah so he likes when anyone is like young and conservative he like loves ben shapiro he loves all that shit yeah so he got excited about you yeah people have been really excited i think it's just because i i'm i'm really unapologetically myself and today that's like it's like seeing an alien well, it's hard to pull off, right? Because people get mad at you. People are trying to this, – this one thing that is absolutely happening, whether people like it or not or believe it or not, is that people are trying to silence other people's opinions. That's they're, correct. They're, if you say something that doesn't jive with them, instead of saying, wow, this lady's kind of out there. Or she's saying some shit that I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. I agree with. Instead of that, they're like, fire her. Yeah. Get her off the air. Yeah. You know, what, boycott. Yeah. Boycott. It's insane. Yeah. The outrage culture is insane. It's like, do you really want someone to lose their job because you didn't like a tweet? Like, how, how weird are some of these situations? So I'm like, do you really want this person not to be able to feed their family because you don't like a tweet? People are crazy. They yeah. just, they find targets and yeah. they want to go after them. There was a bunch of people that were writing, writing boycott Joe Rogan <laughs> because I was talking about having Roseanne Barr on the show tomorrow. It's insane. I know. It's 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 like she, does, she doesn't have a right to speak now. She can't even talk. She can't even talk. She can't even talk. Even though I'm, I'm sure you don't agree. I don't agree with what she said, right? But the idea that she can't like have a conversation after that to me is like the most bizarre thing in the entire world. But that is what outrage culture is. Yeah. It's like they need you off the island. Like, she doesn't even agree with what she said. Right. And she, she apologized. Yeah. Nobody cares. She's about on that. Ambien. She's she's taking all kinds of antidepressants. Yeah. She's drinking. She's fucked out of her head. No. Like my mom uh, took Ambien and she just told me about this today. I forgot. I forgot about the story because I was telling her the story about another friend of mine on the podcast yesterday. I talked about how a friend of mine got on Ambien, made a full meal, cooked it, ate it, went to sleep, got up in the morning and had zero recollection of That's it. It was really in total real. denial of it. It happens. That's 100% my, real. My mom told me that she went to bed, got up in the morning and she had got up and put red lipstick and <laughs> and um uh and nail polish all over the white bathroom carpet those little, little shack <laughs> carpet she just painted on it like a child no ambience she had zero recollection of it she's yeah. like this is scary shit like yeah. she just painted like a little kid would like a two-year-old would get a hold of your lipstick and start drawing on the walls yeah she did that on this shag carpet ambient is just like sleepwalk like yeah. it instantly brings you into sleepwalk and you can do anything when yeah. you're on Ambien. I, I had a bunch of college, college friends who used to do Ambien and like bizarre stories would just come out. I'm like very anti-pills. I don't take anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. Do you Nothing. drink? I don't drink. You no. don't do anything. I don't do anything. You're a teetotaler? I, I mean, I wasn't always. I just, I kind of got, I guess you could say it's like a little bit of paranoia. But once I started down this like journey of realizing that like, home, oh my God, I lived for 26 years and my mind wasn't my own. Like I thought like being a liberal was okay and like everything that was said on TV was okay. Then it's like very easy to sort of get a little paranoid and go, okay, well, what else did I do I accept normally that is actually retrospective like a little weird? And I started right. thinking about drinking. I'm like, how can drinking possibly be the cure to everything? Like it's like you're getting married, drink. 
You're happy. You're sad. Drink. Right. right? (laughs) You're a little embarrassed. Have some, you know, drink. Do you want to come out of your shell? Drink. Like no matter what emotion you have, there's like a liquor designed for it. So I was like, this is a little shady. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, and then I did like a little bit of math and I calculated that since I had started drinking when I was like 14 years old and I I would say like fair, like I drink every weekend, probably more in college, maybe five days a week in college. Right. Um, Then I was like, wow, I've technically drank for like three years of my life and that feels weird. So I'm just like, not going to drink anymore. So you put in your time. Yeah. Take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a little break. Take a little break. Yeah. And which is weird because now I go places and I'm like, oh, I don't drink. And everyone gets really uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, uh, OK, I'll have a glass of water. I'm like, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. You can have a beer in front of me. Right. You know, but um, it's, yeah, that's it's a, a weird, weird one. Right. Like if, if other people are drinking and you don't, they're like, huh, yeah. like outsider. I'm the weird one. Yeah. 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 Like they don't they don't trust you. Right. almost. Like it's like yeah. they're just like, I can't trust this one. Yeah. I'm like, water's good. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, if everybody's water's fucked good. up, you're like, man, we were fucked up. Yeah. And then whoever did weird shit, it's like, it's OK. We're all hammered. Right. But if one person's sober, <laughs> you don't watching like that everybody, person. writing shit down. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm at the age where all of my friends are getting married. And like the first thing they say when I say I don't drink is like, you're not going to drink at my wedding. And I'm like, well, yeah, is that OK? Like, can I still come? And like they feel like you're ruining their wedding. Right. Because you're not going to drink. It's like a very strange thing. The culture of drinking as a non-drinker, you really realize how bizarre it is socially. How long did you take off? How long has it been? I stopped drinking last November. So it hasn't Uh. been like super long, but long enough for people to really have some weird feelings about it. And just, I'm I'm just sober, man. I don't know. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I took a month off. I took a, we did sober October. No pot, (laughs) no booze. And then we had to do... 15, yeah, 15 hot yoga classes, 90-minute hot, hot yoga, yoga classes in a month. Yoga. It was just a bet between me and my four friends. It was, it was a stupid bet because there wasn't even any stakes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if one of us didn't do it, we had to throw a party. But we all did it, so it was, like, pointless. But, <laughs> but we learned a lot. You learned a lot about just – you learned a lot about that even if you don't think you use alcohol or pot as an escape – you do. You do. You, you 100% do. Yeah, do. you lean on it a little bit. Yeah, and I always talk about, like, people are like, what are the differences you've noticed? And there have been so many differences. But I think, like, the number one thing is just, like, the amount of confidence that I have. Like, I, I have this theory now that alcohol, like, gives you anxiety. Like, I used to be stressed out. Like, I realized that I was self-diagnosing myself. Like, I'd be like, eh, I'm not a morning person. I was probably just, like, perpetually hungover and never, like, now I'm, like, I, j- <laughs> I jump up now in the morning. I have so much energy. So I'm like, wow, I wonder how many things I've been, like, psych- like self diagnosing I'm like oh yeah my skin just got bad once I turned 26 like skin immediately clears up so I'm like wow maybe I I just had like so much alcohol in my system that I like developed random things like it's just entirely making possible excuses. I mean it's definitely not good for you it's certainly not good for you no. five six nights a week no and the best way to like stop drinking is to like read an article that freaks you out about like what drinking does like this is what I do this is like how I train myself to do things I'll like read some really extreme thing on the internet and then be like okay like, like liver sclerosis no. No, no, like no. no, like like this guy had this theory that like alcohol and people call alcohol like spirits or whatever that right. like when you drink, like it allows like evil spirits to come into your body. Like it, like, <laughs> like the most bizarre thing. And I was just like, yeah, I can't drink anymore. Got to keep away from evil spirits. So I'm that's like, what you used. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. I just like read weird articles and then I'm like, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm done. I'm over it. And then I realized, like, who else doesn't drink? Like, the most, like, successful, like, Donald Trump has never drank alcohol, which is just fascinating because I'm like, I don't know You could know use how. a drink. Just yeah, tell I, that dude to sit down and relax. <laughs> he's got so much energy, right? Like, he's yeah. just, like, going at it. And I'm like, maybe that's that's the secret. Charlie mm. Kirk doesn't drink. He's, like, 
24 years old and taking over the world. So I, I don't know. I, I'm who else? Don Who Trump doesn't Jr. Drink? doesn't drink. Doesn't? Doesn't. No? I mean, he did. Like, I used to drink. I don't mean oh. to. But he doesn't drink. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess the people that I'm around now don't drink, so it makes it easier. Um, but they're just, like, highly productive individuals, and I'm now, like, highly productive. Kim Kardashian doesn't drink. And whether you, she like— She drink, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to be highly productive, but it's also good to have fun. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little No, I think there's lubricant. nothing wrong with it. People can drink around me all the time. I don't care. Oh, actually, okay. I will say, like, when people get, like, completely sloshed, it's yeah. a weird thing to observe when you're sober. It's very weird. It's, it's a strange place. It's yeah. like being on another planet where, like, everyone's acting, like— a toddler. It's like watching mm-hmm. a preschool class. Yeah. Like, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, you know, I'm like, why are you screaming close to my face? And they want to talk to you and explain and things. They and they want to get really slow. close. Like, drinking makes you a really close talker. There's yeah. something where you need to feel like the heat emanating off of someone's face. Well, you don't face. understand space. Yeah. You don't understand personal <laughs> you space. Want... You just like, you know, people grab people and do weird shit to them it's when weird. they're drunk. It's a weird thing to watch sober. There's it a certain is. number of drinks where it's fun, and then there's a certain number of drinks where you're like, Wow, human beings are weird, you know? Do you think you're going to go back? (laughs) I mean, look, I'm sure I'm not going to, like, never drink again, but, like, I'm not even – I don't even think about it. Like, it's just, Mm. like, this is the new – Candace, I'm sure like when I get married, right, like I'm not going to not have like a glass of champagne. But like right now, like especially with like the stuff that I'm doing, I'm like I just don't have the energy to be like tired. Right. Which is kind of a weird sentence. So (laughs) how did you become this – you're a very popular what I would call conservative thinker. Yeah. But you're very young. I am. Like how did this all happen? How did you become this Fox News personality conservative thinker? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, launched a YouTube channel. and Oh, fucking YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, where, where magic happens. <laughs> YouTube's a strange place. It's as strange it's as it gets. It's another strange place, yeah. Well, it's the internet, and the internet's the internet. as strange <laughs> yeah, as it gets. Strange things happen on the internet. But, yeah, I just kind of, I was really passionate. Um, I understood. I had studied for, like, it sounds strange, but, like, I spent a year underground, like, studying politics once I had my red pill moment, if that's what you want to call it. Well, explain it. that, because you used to be a liberal. Right. And then you became a conservative. That's correct. So what was it? So the story, like, really starts with, like, high school, I guess. Like, there, you know how things can happen to you in life and they don't make sense when they happen? You're mm-hmm. like, why God me? And then, like, you get a little older and you're like, this makes perfect sense. Right. So I was the quote-unquote victim of a hate crime when I was in high school. When you say quote-unquote victim, you don't I hate think the word you victim. victim? No, I hate the word victim. And it's, I'm like, and again, early, I can see why early on I've sort of developed this mentality that like being a, there's no value in being a victim and people rush to call people a victim. They rush to call somebody okay. the aggressor. So how do you describe it? That you experienced a hate I crime? I experienced something that was labeled a hate crime. I, w- I wouldn't even call it a hate crime. I think we live in a label-obsessed culture and before we seek to understand what happened, we seek to like, Put it in a box. Yeah. Like, so what, what everyone, happened? Someone has to be a demon and someone has to be an angel. Right. So what happened was I received some voicemail messages from about four kids. And the, like, you know, the language was – it was pretty strong. It was like we're going to tar and feather your family. Um, we're going to put a bull in the back of your head like we did to Martin Luther King. Like, you know, N-word, N-word, N-word. Um, and you received these on your phone? On my cell phone, yeah. How'd they get your phone number? Exactly. Well, there was a prank phone call, so I didn't know. I was like four male voices, and I was like in high school at the time, and I was like, okay, like, I cannot think of four human beings that want me dead that would say, like, right. we're going to 
put a bullet in the back of your head like we did to Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, like naming. Where'd you off. go to school? Where were you? What part of the country? Stanford High School in Connecticut. Okay, that's yeah. a shithole. Yeah, yeah, it's a total shithole. I hate Connecticut. Yeah, no, I, the Connecticut's <laughs> on a shithole. It's a running joke. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> right. I would shit on Connecticut. I have my buddy Tommy Jr. He lives in Connecticut, and I'm always telling, dude, you got to move out of Connecticut. And it became this terrible running joke where I talk about that Connecticut's the worst. State <laughs> yeah, have you actually not, been? Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. I used to work there all the time. Where? What city? Well, I used to work in all over Connecticut when I was doing stand-up. I would drive from Boston into Connecticut. Yeah. I did like a lot of gigs in Hartford. I did gigs Hartford in, is a shithole. Yeah, it's a shithole. Bridgeport yeah. is a shithole. Shout out to Marlon Starling Jr., though. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was a boxer that came out of uh, Hartford. Yeah. Big-time boxer. Marlon, uh, Marlon Starling. Um, but when you were in high school... Right. Somebody started doing this prank call and shit on you, and was this? It was a, all in one night. It was all in one yeah, night. Yeah, it was like four voices. Was this tied to like a boyfriend? No, or so a I, girl it's, I was, was jealous. at a boyfriend's house when I got the calls, and I just like put it aside because it was like blocked number. So I was like, right. I didn't think anything of it. And then like when I listened to it, like it was like some pretty horrific stuff. Like I definitely cried. You know, I was seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day at school, I took this like philosophy class and like, I don't know what the topic was. I don't know what prompted me to raise my hand and like introduce what had happened last night as like, you know, a segue. Maybe I just needed to get off my chest, but like the teacher like spazzed out and was like, get up. We're going to the principal's office. Like, you know, you have to report this. He brings me into the office. The principal, like, freaked out like she just like the language was like you know it it was shocking you know um and then she called like the resource officer and then like i the next period of my life was like a blackout because it turned out that three of the kids i had never even met like they this was like maybe some kids that had their first beer one of the kids i was like friends with but we were arguing because he was upset that i was like spending so much time with my boyfriend but i didn't but but he's gay like he it wasn't like he just was like jealous like you know like just like i used to hang out with him every day started hanging out with my boyfriend it was like a stupid thing maybe he wasn't 100 percent gay yeah no he's 100 percent gay (laughs) um from what i'm told but um yeah, so uh So then, he just got petty yeah. and jealous. And, and then so it was like, Here are my three friends and they we're all gonna get drunk and call these God. call this black girl and you know, it's easy to say awful things into like this. Like if you don't have to look at a human yeah, being, right. like it's easy to say awful things, but unfortunately for me, one of the people in the car happened to be the current governor of Connecticut's son. Oh. So this turned from like some kids prank called to like said some awful things to like front page of the newspaper. Mm. Throughout the entire state of Connecticut, a little bit in New York, NAACP outside of my school. I have to. It was like this situation that was talk about outrage culture. My first like introduction to outrage culture and the things that sort of formed my thoughts. Like this was a very formative experience in my life, Um, which to me it was it was non political, but it was like my life wasn't mine. Like I went from like sitting down watching I was watching Talladega Nights with my boyfriend to being the most discussed person in the state of Connecticut. And what was interesting about it was just that. Because it was the governor of Connecticut's son that was in this car, they had to get the FBI involved to determine the authenticity of the like. Like maybe she called herself, oh, right? They, he, instead of just saying like, "Yes, it was my son," he actually let the FBI investigate for six weeks and waited for his son to get arrested six weeks later. You know what I mean? Oh, like, did his son deny it? I, I just want to see if they could get away with it. Because this is politics. You know right. what I mean? Like, can we get away with it? Is right. it plausible for us to right. get away with it? You know, so six weeks of the entire state. I didn't. I like left school. People were like fighting on my behalf, fighting. You left like, school? You're like, I'm going to take school. a break? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. It was it was just Senior like Senior year? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This was just like it was like a monstrosity of a situation and it was one of those things where like literally like letters to the editor it'd be like moms like talk about you know outrage culture right, right. like I don't believe Candace like this happened this girl I, I believe she called herself like oh. you're like oh, I'm just looking for attention one night and I just decided to say I was gonna hang my family from a tree isn't it funny that someone <laughs> would even have an opinion on that it's it's bizarre like, I don't um, believe her who even writes like, letters why? to the editor right. like I, the whole thing is weird retrospectively right like yeah. I don't believe her but that is what like life is about right like that same lady's probably Probably to. about to write a YouTube comment right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe I you still. still. Don't believe her. Yeah. This is how you got on fucking yeah, Fox News. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was the situation that like was just completely out of my control. And then as quick as it happened, these kids got arrested. And then as quick as it happened, it was over um, for like everyone, but not for me or these kids, right? right? Like, so I never wanted these kids to get arrested. Like, if no one like this whole situation was taken out of my hands people thought i didn't go to the police like my teacher went to the police it turned into the zoo these kids were labeled publicly racists right the youngest kid in the car was 14 i'm not comfortable with ever labeling a 14 year old racist right or any of these kids racist these are kids and in my opinion adults that failed to act like adults and adults that failed to take a step back and say okay why would what would prompt these kids to do this why is it so easy to be mean Right. Why is it so easy nowadays for children to be mean? And no one to me, like when I really thought about that, I, I went through like five years of like anorexia after, because of the situation. Because of that one. Call, yeah. Those. F- and I was calls. the victim. Yeah. And wow. yeah. You went through anorexia. Yeah. Which is so weird now because like people that know me now are like, there's no way you never didn't eat. But I did. I did like did not eat for like five years. I had issues with anorexia because I mean, anorexia is a disease that genuinely is about control. It's about asserting control of your life. And I felt that I had my, like, my life was fine. And then, like, people took the narrative um, and and decided to determine what the narrative was. You're you're, you're a victim or maybe you're a liar. You know, you're, these kids are racist. These kids are this. And just nobody really thought that, like, you actually ruined all of our lives, right? Like, for a little bit. Like, these kids went on to have, like, DUIs and get arrested and got into drugs. And it it was because of this outrage. Because of the pressure of everything that happened. Yeah. And I was, like, would have been totally cool with an apology like you know what i yeah. mean like sorry well good for you for looking at it that way yeah. and as that's hard to do because everybody loves when they are allowed to get outraged everybody loves to get outraged obviously what they did to you was horrible right. but i think a lot of kids especially if they're drinking they don't even understand how stupid and gross it is what they're doing they just know they can do it yeah. and they get a thrill out of it and then there's that mob mentality when there's like a bunch of people together doing the same yeah, thing exactly and you ramp it up and start saying crazy it's shit it's really understandable when you just like think about it as a human being and not as somebody who has to have opinion like you're like hey we're gonna call this black girl right you've got a bunch of kids we're gonna just say mean things to her on the phone and you don't have to look her in the face Right. Right. It's like if I hold up this pen and I'm like, just say mean stuff like someone's going to get you can say anything to this pen. So it's it's sort of um, it it was a formative experience that um, in retrospect, I understand has so much to do with why I am who I am, because I Mm -hmm. I hated that, like that label of obsessed culture and the outrage machine. And then like, oh, okay, we're done. But like, you know, forget the people that whose lives we just like. Now, do you know those people anymore? Do you- I don't. I, I I know like the siblings of them because mm-hmm. I was friends. Like that's the thing. Like one of the people that was involved, I was very good friends with his brother. And it's like you're just gonna tell me this kid's like a racist. Like I actually knew the kid's mother. You know, like and nobody cared. It was just so the, you think a hot that story. they weren't necessarily racist, just but stupid. they were just stupid, stupid. and mean stupid. and Did being shitty stupid. kids. And they knew that that was a way that they could scare you, right? That they and could freak just you out. yeah, and they might have been drunk. You. you know, like drunk. Maybe it was their first beer, right? But 
people doubt it. can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the youngest was 14. Oh, wow. The youngest. And this person was labeled a racist. Like that's to me is like that's harsh. Right. Um, and people say, oh, you're well, too what, forgiving. Well, how but do you not label them a racist? Because be, what they said was most certainly racist. Yes. The words are racist. Right. Can somebody right. I guess the question is, can somebody say something, say a word that is racist and not be a racist human being? Yes. I, I think now I'm going to tell you why. Yes. OK. OK. It was somebody stand up. I was watching. I, I actually don't remember who it was. Like maybe it was Louis C.K. I don't know. But he was saying how he like instantly turns into a racist. Like if somebody cuts him off and it's like a Chinese person, like he like instantly the first thing he says is like something to do with him being Chinese. Right? Right, right. And there's a little bit of that in all of us. Like I was walking through New York City the other day and um, like a huge bus like just happened to like stop in front of me and like literally 45 Asians got off and suddenly I was just like, I couldn't like walk and around. I'm like, oh, I was like, why do Asians always travel in packs, right? Like the most bizarre thing. Like I don't have an issue right. with them taking a bus and traveling. And then afterwards I giggled. I was like, what a stupid thing, a stupid thought to even had right. to have because I'm frustrated in the moment that I can't like get my bearings in New York City. Um, so yes, I think that People in a moment of, of frustration, of anger, if you add alcohol, if you add Ambien, right, um, mm -hmm. and are, are coming from a place of upset, they can just do something that's stupid without holding this, like, whole word for the rest of their life. You're 14, you're racist, and forever you right. are racist. That's yeah, harsh, Yeah, you don't recover man. from that. Like, yeah. So, well, especially today. Today, nobody wants anybody to recover from anything. That's right. They want to know that you're you're dead. Yeah, you're it's dead. over. Yeah. Your, your career is done. Your life is over. over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've I said the it. wrong thing. Yeah. You've done the wrong thing. I mean, obviously, there's some reasons for some people to be like Harvey Weinstein's a perfect example. Right. That guy should be in jail. Of course, for he, sure. He, he was. He, this is rape. He's a rapist. Yeah, this is rape. At least alleged rapist. Right. For sure, he's done a lot of horrible shit. Correct. But then there's people that like, like what did Samantha B say today? She called uh, Ivanka a cunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what happens there? Think she gets in trouble? I bet she doesn't. She's not going to get in I trouble. I bet she doesn't because she, this is uh, left wing. Yeah, she's, she's left wing. It's like okay. Keith it's Oberman. a safe space to say sorry. On Have the you left. seen some of the shit that Keith Oberman has he, said about he got Trump? He a job at ESPN. It's, yeah. it's, they don't care. There are fucking so many tweets that he put out that are crazy calling Trump a Nazi and fuck you right. and... Think about like what people say about like Ben Carson and and black conservatives. We get yes. called Ben Carson was literally called a porch monkey, mm -hmm. you know, and that's totally fine. He's black; it doesn't matter. They they've like who created called him this a system. But who is it that did it though? It wasn't like a famous person. No, it was a famous person. Absolutely what? called was him it a porch famous monkey. Black person. It was a famous black person. Yeah, that's a, that's like if I call a guy Guinea. Yeah, but can, it's, but it's it's a porch monkey is like a not. A, I don't care who it's coming mm -hmm. from, right? Like yeah, but black people are allowed to they, say racist shit. But other okay? black people, but, but it's is racist. that okay? It's not okay. Right? None of it's okay. Like the Uncle Tom's, the, we coons, got weird, the stuff that weird yeah. laws or rules yeah. culturally, and I don't like those laws and rules. So oh, I, I push back. I hear you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's definitely hypocritical. Yeah. Like someone was saying, there's a tweet that I retweeted today. That Smallville girl, that Smallville show is still on the air, and that girl is apparently she she's admitted to sex trafficking, and that some of it was her idea. I read this. Smallville still on the air, and they're pulling Roseanne from Hulu. Right. right. Roseanne swears she did not know that lady was black. Right. She swears. She. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't look. There like, it is. If you don't. Allison Mack says branding the sex slaves was her idea. Branding them. Nice, Allison. That means like Sweet. burning a logo into their bodies. Right. 
what is wrong with that? I don't know enough about that story. Right. But that bitch must be off the chart. Crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. Ooh. But it's it's only acceptable. Like if you have any ties whatsoever to conservative thought, if, if you have even like liked a tweet that Trump yeah. sent out, like forget right. about it. Forget right. about it. Well, like, I'm not even conservative, but I have conservative people on, you talk to and people call me alt-right and all this crazy shit. They're just looking to silence and label. Right. They're obsessed with labels, yeah. and I, I hate that. I yeah. hate the idea that you can't say something like they were literally – I mean everyone piled in. Every celebrity on the sun piled in when I tweeted a couple of weeks ago that I was having a conversation. I don't know if you saw this. I was like I was having a conversation at lunch. Because um, I've just been observing Chelsea Handler. I just think she's a weird person. Like, I don't know what happened because I used to really like her, like, you know, 10 years ago. That's when you were liberal. Yeah. But, oh. like, when she, well, when she was, I had her show. Like, mm-hmm. she was not politically correct. I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers the show Chelsea Lately. Yeah. But she was making fun of everybody. And now, with the era of Trump, she's like, something's weird. Well, so, she's getting older, and I think she wants to be an activist now, and I think she's looking for more meaning and importance Because in her she life. doesn't have a family or children. And I, I tweet that. Oh, you tweeted I, that? I tweeted Ooh, that. <laughs> I was going to not say that. I was going to not say that. So I, I know, tweet that. I'm like, nice. I'm like, I'm talking to like a friend at lunch. I was. And uh, we were talking about like why some of these like older women have just gone bonkers. And, you know, my friend made a comment. She's like, if you don't like use your eggs, they scramble. Like just saying like these. Oh, women are crazy. shit. <laughs> that my friend said. But I didn't even tweet your friend, that. I didn't that, tweet that. Your friend should put that shit on a T-shirt. I know. It's really funny. If you don't use your eggs, they scramble. So I was like Damn. cracking up. I know. It's But there's something there. There, right, it's it's it, there's something there. It's not politically correct, but I observed the pattern of Kathy Griffin. I observed the pattern of Chelsea Handler and Sarah Silverman on the fence. Not as bad, but in that neighborhood. So I tweet out: Do you think there's something associated, like between like women who don't have children and they need something to nurture and foster and try to raise? And in this sense, it's society. Like they are just trying to parent the hell out of society. And, and do you think Sarah does that? Sarah goes back she and forth. Seem, she seems she's me. more nor- she's, she's like on the fence. Person. She's like she's a kind person, but there's something like once. In a while, I'm just like, what? Like, I did actually go back and I said, you know what, Sarah? I shouldn't put you in the same category as Kathy and uh, Chelsea, but it's like this they're like obsessed with like everything, and they're completely wrong and educated about everything, and yet they, they think they can say whatever they want. So I tweet this, and I mean, everyone was like, you delete, like, delete the tweet, like, El, like Ellen, um, the Ellen Show's producers, like, I mean, Jake Tapper, like, delete the tweet. I was like, I'm not Wait deleting. Wait Jake Tapper yeah, told J- you to delete? Yeah, Jake, Jake, Tapp- jumps, Jake Tapper jumps He told you this. to delete the tweet? You know, he said, he said, like, this is, literally, so I tweet this, it has nothing to do right. with Trump, anybody. He's like, this is the girl who, like, supports Trump and works for Turning Point USA which loves Trump. I'm like, what well, is the weirdest like logical jump Jake ever? Said that? Yeah. And I just like I'm like, like Jake. Jake, stop yourself. Like, come on. So and, they, and everyone was just like delete the tweet and I was just like, how about What was no. the actual wording of the tweet? I think my exact words were at lunch with a friend uh talking about like how bizarre Chelsea Handler, Kathy Griffin, and Sarah Silverman. So Sarah Silverman just tweeted something right. like pro MS thirteen. It was like the whole Israel. Like, it was bizarre, you know, and how how crazy they've gotten. And then I, I just said, like, do you think that something really happens to women if they don't have you know children? And that was, it was just a question. It's Isn't a question. that bizarre that that's <laughs> such a hot spot? It's like, you're going after yeah. the soft spot on them. You yeah. leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, on our it. team. Right. But and you I'm could like, say anything about like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Say any, that's why I said I was like, imagine Conway. you can say anything to Ivanka. This girl's not even going to lose her job. That's right? true. She and she can say up. anything to Ivanka. You can say anything to Sarah Sanders, anything to anybody, to me, right? Yeah. Anybody that supports Trump, it doesn't matter. But then like these women who literally go after these people, like the, the amount of vitriol that Chelsea Handler has thrown to Ivanka, you know? 
know, to every single woman in the world. Chrissy Teigen's also like a net, like she's just like angry, like, you know, just like hate, hate, hate. And then like you say one thing about them and like they, they're like, how could you even question? How could you even ask the question if it's because they don't have kids? And I'm like, the fact that you guys are so outraged makes me sort of think that, you Might know. Might be a point there. Yeah, yeah, a little well, bit, and I didn't delete the didn't tweet. Ha- if you didn't have any point at all, it wouldn't work. Right. And that way, they would just no, like, no one stupid. Be ups- yeah, yeah, no one would be upset at you. They're like, look at this person. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking and about. And I tweeted would- that. I was like, there's got to be something here because yeah. you guys are all losing your minds, you know? Like, I, so Sarah Silverman responded, Kathy Griffin was like, they went nuts. This was like a full-on, like... Well, Kathy Griffin is so happy someone's talking about her. She's I know, like, yeah, yes. I know. She's like, yeah, but she's bizarre. And they've gotten bizarre. And at one point, these people, to me, were funny. And something sort of just happened and like Trump is the the means like they whatever they're going through in life. The outlet is Trump and anybody that likes Trump. Mm. Well, people think there's a cultural war going on. There most certainly is. There is for sure. But, you know, so they feel like they're on a side and they have to, you know, they're going to lob grenades. Right. They're in the war. Yeah. And it gives people it also gives people a sense of purpose yeah. like that engaging in these Twitter fights somehow or another is like reinforcing the good behavior and shutting down the bad behavior. And right. I don't necessarily believe that. I even if I don't agree with someone online, I very rarely tweet about them. I'm yeah. not. I just. I feel like I try at this stage of my life to avoid conflict as much as possible, unless it comes to writing jokes. Sometimes some people got to get. They got to take the hit. <laughs> I know. And, and usually when I go after someone, like, I mean, I'm not at that phase of my life where it's all peace. Like, I'm. I'm definitely a person that'll just say something. But usually it's just in like. That's what I thought. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's it's not as thoughtful. Like, and people are like, back down, or you can't, like, Ooh. you know, like yet yeah, this morning or yesterday, like Ben Shapiro and I got into like a little spat, and we actually like each other. But like, I what just you guys getting a spat about? I just I'm genuinely annoyed by his behavior online. Like, I, it's genuine. Really? Yeah, I just find him to be like. Like, and by the way, I like him. Like, that's the thing that's bizarre. It's like, I, I think people think there's much more, like, hate between us than there is. It's like, not. It's just, like, genuinely, like, I read his tweets and I'm like, dude, just shut, shut up. You what know did what he I mean? say? What like, did he say that It's just, like, the say- little, like, petty things that he throws at Trump sometimes that are so unnecessary. Oh, and, like, you're he just, sticking up he for reminds, Trump. He, well, no, it's not even Trump. It's like, he, like, Kim Kardashian goes to, you know, get... Alice Marie Johnson, like she's been fighting for this for years. She put all of her money into a, a legal team to do this. Like, and, and that's not the only case she's been working on, like actually trying to help these people get clemency. And she takes a picture and he's like, he says something just very Ben Shapiro. He was like, we should not be worshiping. Slut. But I don't think he's worshiping us. Like, taking a meeting with Kim is not worshiping a celebrity. These are, that's a little extreme of an analysis um, for a meeting. And the picture is taken, like, you know, I visited the president. There's a full-time photographer and every person that meets the president, you get a picture in the, in the Oval Office. It's like a part of the system. Um, and yeah, so I was just like, dude, shut up. Like, you know, like I didn't say shut up. I said like, essentially. Well, he's like, got a good point in a way. We really shouldn't be worshiping yeah. celebrity for the sake of celebrity. And especially reality show celebrity. I right. mean, it doesn't mean that she couldn't have a very valid point that's about, she, about she, prison she, reform. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. She yeah. wasn't like, he, I think he said something like, we shouldn't allow celebrities to shape policy. She didn't go there to shape policy. She literally mm. had a case that she's right. been trying to get pardoned. The only person that can do that right. happens to be President Donald Trump. And it's actually, you know, what she's trying to do is actually very honorable. That's what I said. Really I said, listen, it. like, she, and she's been working on it for years. Like, she's actually into this now. Like, she's into this, like prison reform. And I'm passionate about it. Like, I grew up seeing my uncles in prison. So, like, for me, the only time that I, like, snap back at anyone is if it's something that I care about. And obviously, like, I'm, I really am passionate about black America. I'm really passionate about the changes that can happen for black America. And prison reform is something I'm really passionate about. So I've been observing, like, how hard Jared Kushner's been working on this, how hard Ivanka has been working on this. 
and have really understood what they're trying to do. Like, you know, I went to the the Prism Reform Summit a couple like, you know, a month ago and and Kim in this she doesn't even like agree with Trump on a lot of stuff. She's thrown, you know, some shade at him. But this is something this Alice Marie Johnson case she was doing before Trump got into office. You know what I love about the picture of her and him? What? She's like way the fuck over here. Yeah. <laughs> she, if I was taking a picture with Donald, I'd be hugging on. I'd be right? like, what's, yeah, up? what's up? Yeah. I'd be like, ha Yeah, but she would, she cares about just the case. But look how far away she is from him. Yeah. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, I will, air. I will say air it is, two of them. <laughs> I will say it is awkward though because his desk is a lot lower than you than you realize. That's actually a little closer than you I thought it was. You either have to like stand up straight like she's standing mm-hmm. or like bend like I bent when I was in there, yeah. which is also kind of weird too. So it's like you see people either like this or they're like this and there's no in between. We could do like 1950s movie star picture like this. Yeah. Like yeah, lean. Exactly. I should, that's out. what I should have done. Yeah. But, actually, yeah. she's closer than I thought she was. I felt like maybe I put it in my own head. She actually looks pretty goddamn good right there. She's gorgeous, by she the way. She doesn't look anything like she used to look, but yeah. wh- whoever <laughs> did that. Nobody does nowadays. Congratulations, does. Mr. Surgeon. You did some fucking awesome work. <laughs> she's plump. She yeah. looks good. Looks good. Yeah. But I guess the question is, can a celebrity do a good act? You know, and sure. the, yeah, of course the answer is yes. It's well, I mean, like, that's that's what Chelsea Handler is trying to do. I mean, that's like she's <laughs> no, donating, she's but she really is. She donated a million dollars to uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, right. To, uh, Which is good. Get, yeah. That's good. That should be celebrated. That's but, what she's trying to do with all of her money now. She doesn't even give a fuck about right. like Which is show good. business anymore. Which is good. All of that stuff, like when they do stuff like that, it's great and it's honorable. But like the stuff that I hate that celebrities do and what I, which I differentiate from and I guess this confuses people is when they just give their opinion mm-hmm. like we, you know, at like the Emmys and they're on stage just like teaching all of us about how wrong, you know, our opinions are. It's like I don't need this celebrity grandstanding. Like, yeah. you know, if there's an issue you care about other than the fact that people disagree with you, then sure, do that. If you care about like Ashton Kutcher going after sex trafficking, celebrate that. That's cool. Like Kim Kardashian going over um, after crime justice reform, celebrate that. That's cool. But when you get these celebrities that just get up there and, and try to deliver a tear, it's like, shut up. Literally, nobody cares what you think. Like this, Well, they care enough that that person's got that platform and they feel like this is their opportunity to say something significant. I'm like, and, that, and also, to, like, they're, vo- they're for sure 100% virtue signaling. Yeah. 100% letting that. everybody know how moral and ethical they are, even if they are. I mean, this is it's just... Those fucking award shows are weird as shit. They're weird. It's weird. weird. You you should go up there and you should say, thank you. Thanks a lot. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you to the man upstairs. Thank you, Odin. Thank you, Thor. Yeah. Uh, Remember that? Remember the days when they used to do that? Yeah. Yeah, They used to say a couple of names of producers, come up with a little piece of paper, and then they used to always thank the man upstairs. And they used to go down. Now they have like... Like the face and the emotion. You, you know, know who did like, it? You know who started off? Who started this? Marlon motherfucking Brando. Really? Yeah, in between having sex with everyone, Marlon Brando <laughs> apparently fucked Richard Pryor. He yeah. fucked, who else did he fuck? He fucked a bunch of different people. I've, I've, I've read this. different Guys. famous dudes. Yeah. yeah. Was but, one Marvin Gaye? Am I making that up yeah, completely? I think it was I Marvin Gaye. Mar- like, yeah. It was said it was Marvin Gaye, but it's, you know, it's Definitely Pryor. So. Pryor's wife admitted it, which is, to me as a huge Pryor fan, was a, right. that was a spike through the heart. Quincy What's going? said he would <clears throat> fuck anything, in quotes. Yeah, I bet he would. If he fucked Richard Pryor. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. He, so he started this. <laughs> so he started this because yeah. when he won the Academy Award for... I want to say it was Apocalypse Now. He had a Native American guy go on stage and take it in his place to highlight the plight of Native Americans. Maybe it was a different movie. 
But um, it was it became his big political so speech. Marlon Brando was crazy. Yeah. For the Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah. Thank you. So he had this guy go up and 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 accept the award in his place and give some speech. His woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then it just became like a culture of like trying to one up each other. Is that what's going know on? If it really was him. It's but like, I just know that that was a big one. It's unbearable. You know, it's just it's like a little odd. Yeah, and I can't stand yeah. it. It drives me insane. But that's a huge difference. I, that doesn't mean that I think that celebrities can't do good in the world. It's just that like the, this celebrity grandstanding. Give me some volume on this, Jamie. Unbearable. Look at Roger Moore looking all good. Oh, so this woman. Hold on. Go back to Modern Blando, the Godfather. And so now. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Shasheen Littlefeather. Littlefeather. <laughs> Her name's Littlefeather. Holy shit. This is and look at, look at them. They're like, uh, we can't say shit. Even back then, nobody knew what to do. Like, uh, uh, My name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm a <laughs> and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. She's hot as fuck. She's really pretty. And he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards. <laughs> I'm like really uncomfortable. <laughs> cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. Excuse me. People are booing. Some are clapping. And on television, in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening, and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings We'll meet with love. Wounded oh, knee. Wow. Pause for a second. Isn't that what was going on? Just a, a isn't that the same place where a couple years ago? Well, no, that wasn't wounded knee. What was that? Standing rock. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wounded oh, knee. Crazy yeah. Name. Standing wow, rock. Wow. I did knee. not know that. Like this is heavy head. Wow. Yeah. This is where it all began. It's where it all began. Wow. So then, since I don't even then, know people have right. just been trying to one up each other. Maybe. Yeah. I made. I might have made Oprah that up. Oprah won. Like she like won. Yeah. yeah. She she came in around the perfect time. Yeah. She they was were, like yes. NBC wrote this is our president. Right. I was like, how, like they a, tweeted it. It's, it's insane. It's like they're not even pretending, which I appreciate now. They're not pretending to be the news anymore. Like no. you know, they're just like we hate Trump and we are the propaganda machine that will tell you like you know. Well, was NBC on Twitter? It was just the NBC Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It said something like it was. You know, something I saw amazing it. I saw speech it. by our I was, president. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then everyone was like, it was like the opposite of outrage culture, which I don't even know what it is. But like, run, run, run. You have to run because like yeah. we gave a speech. The woman that who we brought liked. you the secret and Dr. Oz. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's just like I can't take anything seriously anymore. So, well, there's things to be taken seriously, but celebrities probably are on that list. Yeah, which, it's so hard. Ben Shapiro's right. Yeah, no, well, he's right about this. this yeah. is, I, you know, but he was yeah. like trying to correlate like what Kim did, like with Alice Marie Johnson, no. with like that. And I'm like, come on, man, that's like totally different. And just in general, like sometimes he just gets a little like hall monitor for me, like you know, like it's yeah. just like you well, know, he can't help himself. I know he just he's a he, funny guy. He's, yeah, he's very snarky. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like him too. That's the thing. It's like pe- we actually really get along, but like the, the hall monitor. Like, I know these types in school. Like I was in their classes, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just like, 
you're like late to school or right. like the last person you want to see is like the hall monitor like you know like, like <laughs> the idea like, <laughs> that she would be late right yeah <laughs> like he's writing right, you a right, pink slip right. it's like ben just give me the pink slip dude like you know like that, that just gives it to me ben all right like right like you know this is a gateway to saturday school like it's just like that's a good impression of him it's just it's you gotta so talk bad. to him faster though yeah yeah you, the idea, faster, you can't even understand what, what he's saying. saying sometimes yeah you're like i yeah. can't do that yeah. how do you do that how yeah. do you do that i can't do that and he's doing it sober he's not like no. some dudes who do that they're all adderall up right. no he's on the natch yeah he does that man yeah. but i, I like Smart him dude. like i liked these kids in school i'd just be like you know i was just the kid that was just like kind of like more chill and like mm. i don't need to like and sometimes when he just goes over st- stupid stuff it's like but i do wonder like if he's learning anymore that's the one thing like I, I, like yeah because he doesn't like to have like it's like once he has an opinion like i like to be like to have conversations and I like to be wrong about the conversation because I don't know everything. I think that's kind of like why people love this podcast so much because you're open to learning anything. Like you'll have people on this podcast, you're like, who's he having, you know, because there's some, there's always something that you can learn. There's always something that you don't understand that you don't know. If you have an open mind. If you have an open mind. Right. And I think that in, in many ways and that like sometimes he's just not open to to learning about certain things and and that somebody might know something about a culture beyond what he knows. And it's just like, nope, that like (laughs) the idea, right? (laughs) Like it's just drives me crazy. But I I think Ben is really fucking smart and he that's is. the problem that's the problem exactly is, is he thinks other people are stupid he thinks you're everyone stupid. You're not is as stupid as me. Yeah. you can't talk as fast as yeah, me yeah like that's you it? know like i hated like i got so annoyed with like the the kanye west like four seconds he like writes an article saying kanye west is just crazy and i'm like who, who did this did? yeah and i wrote him an email i was just like dude like i understand that to you and the way that you've done your life this doesn't make sense right but this is actually really important for black people to see the this. kanye west thing it was the most important well, which, thing which thing was it him uh like you know him tweeting out I love the way Cancel things, but beyond that, saying that he openly supported the president. So I can see why Ben shuts something like that down initially, because to him, like, culture is not the way you talk about politics, right? Like, because he's by the book. But he has to understand that by the book is not the way people in the hood are being raised. By the book is not the way people in the projects are being raised. These people have had their families destroyed and decimated by, by the welfare system, right? The fathers aren't even at the homes. You know, the single motherhood rate jumped to, to, from 25% in 1965 to 74% today. And so these kids turn to culture to father them. They turn to Jay-Z and Beyonce and hip-hop and Kanye and to tell them what's right and what's wrong. So for so long, because the left has had a stranglehold on culture, they've had a stranglehold on black America. So the most significant thing that opened up this dialogue beyond the work that I was doing was this like simple tweet and this simple show of support from Kanye West. And... I was so frustrated that he had he had to like in that moment just write like dismiss him as crazy. It's just like, dude, like just be willing to learn. Like you know, just be willing to say like I don't understand why the hell this is the way that this is black people are willing to talk about politics, right? But maybe there's something here. And I always understood that culture was the most important vertical. When Charlie and I first met and we sat down, I defined three verticals. I don't know who Charlie is. He, Charlie you Kirk. mentioned him a couple times. Charlie I don't Kirk. Know Charlie Kirk. Okay, so Charlie Kirk is like this 18 year old. Like we started. Turning Point USA, who I work for, when he was 18. And he is like a savant. They call him like Trump's boy wonder. Like he's a brilliant, if even you want to talk about like smart, beyond, like the smartest person I know is Charlie Kirk, hands down. And he's only 24. Um, he didn't, he didn't go to college, just like, I don't know, just like was reading weird stuff when he was seven. You know, like, I don't know, like just mm. like things that everyone's like, oh yeah, I just read that Thomas Sowell. He's like, yes, I read it when I was six. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> My Charlie, could you not say that? Could you be cool? 
But mm. so um, I, when when Charlie and I met, and I like I told him like my plan to sort of help Black America and to wake them up because I understood how we had fallen victim to this brainwash. There what, was, what brainwash is that? The, the, the leftist dogma, just this idea that because we're black, we have to vote Democrat, and anybody that is not a Democrat is racist and against helping us. That is like what so many Black Americans believe. I believed it. I believed it. You know what I mean? So, and I'm a, I'm a pretty smart girl, you know? I've always been a very smart girl. I've always, I've always been, you know, I've excelled um, in, in academics, right? So how did I fall victim to it? The exact same system, right? These three verticals, the first being the family, the breakdown of the family, the second one um, being culture, which then uh, to me, like growing up, it was like Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z was God to me. Like I like would throw on, like I was, you know, I went through a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I didn't have a great family, um, you know, um, but I would throw on a Jay-Z album and like whatever he said was like, it was like going to church. You know, um, and then and I can't stand him now. But the third vertical, you can't stand him now. No, because he he knows exactly what he's doing and he's a traitor. But the third vertical being education, which was what a casual aside. Right? <laughs> he's a traitor. Yeah, yeah it's like like Beyonce How's and Jay Z. Traitor, like, because he knows what's happening to Black America, and he's somebody that built his entire career off the backs of Black America. You know, of being the guy who started in the hood in in, in um, you know Queens and worked you know was a drug dealer and worked his way up, and he became the idol for so many people in Black America. And then he stands on stage and endorses Hillary Clinton. He stands on stage and tells Black America to put the same people in, in the White House that locked up more black men than any president in the history of the United States, Bill Clinton, right? The person that stands on the crime bill of 94 is Bill Clinton. But because Jay-Z is now focused on getting a piece of the pie, the globalist piece of the pie, he doesn't care about black America. Um, that's, that's my opinion. Um, so what, Do you think that's what it was, or do you think that maybe he thought that Donald Trump represented a lot of racist white people? No. He didn't oh, want that in God, office. No. Oh, God, no. You don't just, think so? Not even kind of. Not no, for you don't a, think he, he felt not that? Not for a single second. How do you Jay, know? Because Jay-Z is very smart. Do you speak to him? No, I didn't speak to him. I just, I know. Like it's, it's, it, there's a, it's a certain thing where like I just, I know that Jay-Z and Beyonce betrayed the black community. Like they're, they are. So you think they did it purposely for a financial gain? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that they, they, they were interested in having, they want to be the people that control the world. And they felt that Hillary Clinton, like, you know, they were working with Obama very closely. Um, and very clearly now we know that the Obama administration worked very hard to get Hillary Clinton into office. And right. they wanted to stay in that group. Um, and so they supported Hillary Clinton, who was so selected behind closed doors, forget the American people, right. to be the next president of the United States. Yeah. So selected certainly by the DNC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. That but beyond thing. that, it was in, in bed with Obama. You know, yeah. she was our secretary of state and she, she was doing deals behind closed doors. And Jay-Z and Beyonce were a part of that clique. Right? So they were a part of the celebrated celebrities that were allowed to go to the White House right. and they'd wear the ties and everybody would be taking photo ops. Right. And, but it was a cool thing to be friends with Obama. Right. Like nobody wants to go to the White House and, and like celebrities. It's hard to get celebrities to go with Trump. There's so much controversy right. attached to it. It can damage attacked. your career. Yeah. yeah it, they can, get attacked. Look at Roseanne. You know? They I get mean, attacked by people part on the of, left and right. Part of what's happening with Roseanne is not just that she made a racist tweet, even, she even though she didn't Trump. know it was racist, but she supports Trump, and Correct. then she her character supports Trump. Correct. And people were looking for something to hate her over, and, right. and she handed it to them, you know? Well, um, it's just, you, you, know, you stick your neck out in that way, yeah. and you're just, people on the left, for sure, look at anyone who's a Trump supporter as an open target, right. even if they're a reasonable person, yeah. even if they're a person who's kind and, and measured and, and, and very, uh, you like know, even keeled. Yeah. <laughs> she's like the nicest person I think I've ever met is Ivanka right. Trump, you know, and, and she's like, never responds, never punches back, and, and look what they, how they treat her. Well, that's how Samantha B did it, but yeah, other people have gone after oh, her too. all the time they go after Ivanka, and yeah. I'm like, she's like, such a kind person, 
but it's just because like her father is Donald Trump, so it's open season. It's, it's it's that's that's why Jake Tapper jumps into a tweet about Chelsea Handler and tries to correlate Trump. It's like they're obsessed with people that. Um, like Trump. I like Trump. I don't know what to say. I like the guy. I think he's I really funny. I took a photo of Jake Tapper on the news the day of the election. We did a comedy st- we did a podcast from the comedy store. Uh, we we call it the end of the world podcast yeah. with a, a bunch of people because we're like whoever the fuck wins it's the end of the world. Right? <laughs> so we had this live podcast and uh, I went into the the green room afterwards <laughs> to the comedian's bar and Jake Tapper was on TV and he was so bummed out and I took a photo of him like him on the screen you just could like tell. So, yeah like the sadness I remember his face he was he was really sad he was he like was, a sad do, do you puppy. see if you can find it it's oh my god it's really he was funny. so bummed I think Mike Cernovich did the best like like he spliced together like all the clips of just like it was exceptional the news anchors and the emotion that was coming out of them I, I, he did some like um, well, the crazy thing is all of them that said he'll never win I know he'll never win and now we have that He's forever never, yeah right? <laughs> you know it's forever well, they now, laughed they laughed yeah. I remember there was a moment where like Ann Coulter they said so who do you have winning and she says Donald Trump and they broke into ha, laughter ha, ha. like Impossible. the cool kids yeah the yeah. cool kids at the um, at the lunch table and yeah. that's really how they've been acting like they're not interested they think that they're the cool kids at the lunch table and they get to define what's cool and they're they're just having a rude awakening right now and it's beautiful to watch. I love it. I well, love everybody it. loves an upset too. Yeah. People love an upset. It's great. And then they yeah. also once their team gets in, then they want to support their team. So they fucked up by making it tribal. Yeah, they, they really did. Because I know. you go tribal right versus left, people go, Well fuck these guys. Fuck Jake right. Tapper. I'm going on this side. That's my team now. Right. Woo, go Steelers. Exactly. And then that's, that's what, what happens. It's like it's like teams. It's yeah, like 100%. sports fanatics right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. Like it, right. there's little sense anymore. It's just like this is the team that I've pledged my life to and part of that is ego like yes. you just spent how many months calling everybody racist sexist deplorable are you really gonna go man eh, you know what I was wrong right. they have to hold on to something right. right and and I see that because like you know when I went to this um, prison reform summit um, Van Jones was there and and Donald Trump was speaking and it, it was like love between them it was love between this is the guy that said white lash you know right, right after the election and he you know but he, how how can he go back from that it's it's very hard to you know pedal backward from that so half of them are fake in my opinion i find them to be fake because i've seen them behind closed doors they don't feel that animosity for the president because it's hard to he's really likable i mean like his presence when you meet him he's very aware of himself he's aware of the jokes that are being made about him he'll make the jokes about himself and really? yeah he he's he's likable he's got he just has something about him well, what about like when he makes a tweet on Memorial Day right. saying that the dead soldiers would be really happy to know how good the economy <laughs> is doing and how yeah. you know black yeah. unemployment is its lowest it's ever been. <laughs> like That shit was ridiculous. I, I actually missed that tweet. I'm just laughing because every time someone says a Trump tweet I just like, I laugh. I just think it's funny. Well, someone um, wrote that he put the me in Memorial Day. <laughs> that was an article about it. And it was one of, I'm telling you, it's man. It's so clueless. I'm you, and we're in, going in a different direction. Like I predict in 2020, like, he's not going to go on CNN He's going to like be here. Like it's like he just wants to talk, and and it's I'll really hard. It's really hard for these people to speak because what happens is they go onto a stage and the room they love him. Like right, everyone loves him because he's really likable. You can't be in a room with Trump and not laugh and like him. But Jake then they Tapper take. Is- Wearing out his fingers right now, tweeting about you. I know, Ooh, I know. This crazy but then they, they take away the, the clips and they, they splice it up and they make it look like he said something bad. But what they're doing is it's it's a terrible game to play because you're not just lying on Trump, you're lying on the 
50,000 people, you know, the thousands of people that are, are there to hear him speak, right? Like, so they're playing a game where then those people get pissed off. But wait a minute. You think they're playing a game where they're they're misinterpreting the things that he said? Oh, he said plenty of shit. But the way that's they ridiculous. Sp- the way they, they don't have to it up, like, for example, when that, like that, that moment when he says, oh, if this was the old days, we, we'd take you, we'd take you out to the back. Like, you know, do you remember that moment when he said while he was running and somebody was, you know, causing a circus in the crowd and like, oh, he yeah. was like, get him out of here. And then the way they ran it, right? Like, oh, like in the, in the old days when they used to like, you know, hang black people from trees. Like, <laughs> what? What? I think he literally meant that you used to be able to get your, get ass, your ass kicked. kicked. Yeah. yeah. That's how they spin it. Right. And then the same thing with like when he said to black people, what do you have to lose? Prior to that, he had listed every stat where quite literally got to end of it. And you're like, I don't have anything to lose here, you know? But then they get that clip and they're like, oh. Trump is insulting black America. He's saying that they all live in... No, he's saying, statistically speaking, if you look at the people that live in the projects, look at the people that are in poverty, it is black America. So he's asking. The the current, the, the past administrations have not been serving you. What do you have to lose? Mm. So it, it, it frustrates me because it's like you see that um, that they mix it up and, and they try to divide the country. But at the end of the day, unfortunately for them, he's actually really likable. And same for Don Trump Jr., like, I mean, they're they're really funny, they're really likable, and they're aware of themselves. Like, they're in on the joke, guys. Like, Well, Jamie was telling me the other day that they made some video. What was the video that they made? See if you can find that video. It was really funny where they were all mocking themselves about that. Oh, yeah. What was it about? Uh, the Laurel and... Um yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. two words. I actually haven't even heard the words that everyone was saying. I haven't about. either. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not paying attention yeah, to that stupid yeah, I was shit. Like, I will not listen to yeah. the word. Yeah. I'm just a, which it's a little word power do you in my hear? life. I yeah. Don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I literally don't yeah, care. I didn't even listen to the word. Yeah. But yeah, they made fun of themselves. Yeah, let's see it. We'll like, play it. Kelly yeah, and Conway it, was the best. Give it to us from the beginning, young Jamie. That's a different one? No, they, they just, just, the news put it up, so I got to get the real one. They put oh, okay, okay. It's hilarious that they have, I mean, this is. This is actually a very clever thing to do. Because they, but they're all like that. Like Ivanka, like they're all aware of the joke. Like they're, they're hit in you on an it. Ad here for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you got an ad blocker on? Yeah. You clever bastard. <laughs> here we go. So clearly Laurel. <laughs> it's Laurel. Definitely Laurel. It's Laurel. But I could deflect and divert to Yanny if you need me to. That's Why does it do that? Why does it freeze like that? Yanny, definitely Yanny. Frozen. Yanny's. Probably needs the to winner. Laurel's a loser. Sarah, it's been reported that you hear Laurel. How do you respond? Clearly, you're getting your information from CNN because that's fake news. <laughs> uh, all I hear is yawning. Oh man, that's Laurel. Laurel, stop it's, this. It's Laurel. What, what is what is wrong uh, here? Something going on today. The thing's messing up. What is messing up? The, the th- Tricaster? Yeah. Something. We got to do that thing we were talking about and fix yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. just the, the idea is that these people had. The sense of humor. Right. And then with Trump at the end, he's doing it? Yeah, yeah. What is he saying? Who's Yanny? I hear Kofefi. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, that's funny. Yeah, but that's the thing is they're like, like they, they're in on the joke. And I think that people don't realize like how in on the joke they are. Like, they're, he, like he's aware that you say all of this stuff about the fact that he tweets out and says all of this stuff, right? right. Like, like Don Trump Jr. is aware like that he's a billionaire son. And that's what people say. Oh, you're a billionaire son. Like... 
they're so funny. And that it's sad that people don't get to see that side. So I, I actually do hope that they all come on this show because it's people should actually see how hilarious they are and how aware of themselves. They're like the most, to me, in my opinion, the most likable, relatable first family like of my lifetime. Like, you know, I can't speak to anyone, but they're so... You didn't think that Obama and Michelle were likable or oh relatable? Oh, my God. No? Oh, my God. Are you like, Obama? Like, you don't think he's a likable guy? He just, you know what's funny? I was at a dinner last night with people... Um, that came over from Cuba, and this woman said that when she first heard Obama speak, and she was she was you know way older, she broke down crying because it reminded her of the first time she heard Fidel Castro speak, which is a bizarre thing to say, right? Like, I was just like, what? I don't know anything. I've ne- you know I've never been to Cuba, um, and like they, they got scared that America was going to turn into a communist country. It was with a bunch of Cubans. Um, what? Yeah, crazy, right? Like this literally came out of their mouths. Um, but they might have PTSD. But what they know, but what they say <laughs> could be. <laughs> It could be. But what they were saying was like the veneer of it all. Like, like, you know, the it was like exactly what you wanted to hear. Obama said in the perfect in the perfect tone with the perfect hand mannerism um, with, you know, um, with, the I don't know, the, the perfect inflection in his voice. And there's something about that to me, like especially the person that I am, that just was super inauthentic. And I'm not saying, by the way, when Obama won in 2008, I cried like, let, let's let's let me not be fake here. Like, I was happy. like, like he's black i'm black everything's gonna be great you know um but uh you know as things went on and i was watching him it just everything seemed so fake and he wasn't really doing anything so i just don't respond to that sort of a personality i like people that are authentic and i think that that's why trump coming in behind him um was so relatable as a president like there's this theory and it's a good one by tamir Karan that why do like revolutions take place unexpectedly? You could argue that right now America is having a revolution. It's, we're not out there shooting each other, but there's an ideological revolution, a cultural war, if you want to call it, that's taking place. And to many people, this seems unexpected, right? Obama was in office and then like, whoa, went to Donald Trump, you know? Mm-hmm. And the theory is that when, you're, when the public and the private of an individual, our personas get too far apart, a natural revolution takes place. And society really has just been so fake. It, I mean, like, everything offends you everywhere you go. People get f- offended about people's hair. Like, literally, Kardashians will put their hair in, in um, braids and the whole internet will explode, saying that they need to pay tribute to Africa. Like, the crazy... I'm like, I have never in my life looked at someone's hair and felt emotional. I'm just like, whatever you're doing, your hair is fine with me. Like, if you took the time to do it, it, it's fine with me. But the idea is just that as a culture, we've become so fake. Um, Do you think that that's fake? I think that's people just looking and get angry at things. I think it's it's Particularly the braids thing. It's fake. That's fake? It's fake. It's 100. (laughs) There's no person that can tell me that, like, the first time they saw a braid on someone's hair, it upset them. But then somebody told them that they should be upset. But, like, privately when they're at home, do you really think that they get upset when they're watching TV? Yes, I think they do. I think there's some people that get upset at a lot of stupid shit. I, I just don't think I don't think they're inauthentic with their, their being upset. I just think their focus and their anger is just misguided and, and dumb. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the dumb part. Maybe it's just when it it's gets dumb. too dumb. When you, a, a they were going after people place. with hoop earrings and it, shit. It's like crazy. Like mm. Bantu braids. You need to pay tribute to the island of Jamaica. I'm like, first off, like you've got to be a really inspired person to even look up why you're offended. Like, that takes a lot of research. Like, who's researching, like, who started the Bantu knot? Like, who's who started the cornrow? I'm like, you've got a lot of time on your hands. Like, for me personally, like, if I could just not have to research why I'm offended, have a little more time. mass ejections. 
boom, power grid goes down, lightning storms, million times greater than anything <laughs> totally anyone's ever known, point. and we wouldn't be worrying about braids anymore. I know. It's insane. We're too easy. It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy to live. There's no wolves in the street. There's no humor either. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, especially like you, a former stand-up comedian, right? I'm current. You still, How I don't, dare do you, you? But do you tour and, and do you do comedy? This or do you just tour and do you speak? <laughs> Hang do you, up on her. Do you, yeah, do you do comedy I'm or do you just speak? I, okay, so. Do you speak? But, I don't speak ever. No, <laughs> do I speak? Right do I go places? <laughs> you do that shit. I don't do that shit. Do I don't you know, do that shit? The Joe shit? Rogan show on the road could just be ever? having conversations no, with the crowd. No. People love to talk to you. That's that's tiresome. Yeah. So, I like to do but the thing is, like, hide. how is it difficult when you're standing? You can't say anything anymore. It's can, like five seconds and your you whole can, life can be over. You can. You just have to legitimately not give a fuck. Right. And have a bunch of good friends that you yeah. really love and you, you know, you surround yourself with loving people right. and you all support each other. Yeah. And then when people get mad at you, you go, eh. eh. That's what like, I do. People don't realize, I think they don't realize how little I care about their outrage. Yeah. I always say to myself, I wonder if they knew how little I cared if they'd actually write the article. Like, if they actually knew how little I give well, a shit. Well, you care a little. You still talk. Talking about Jake Tapper and well, Ben I just, Shapiro. No, I'm fascinated by it. Mm. I'm fascinated by that because like, Jake Tapper was like a day where they all were just like, ah. Jake's and then like the next day. his fist right now. It was over. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day it was over. Mm. Like, you know, like just now with like Ben Shapiro, it's like no one cares. Like, I don't care. I know Ben doesn't care. Like, Ben, I don't. We like it. We're going to see each other in one week. Like, in, in two weeks um, in Texas, we're doing an event together. Like, I see him all the time. And I like him. But like to everyone else, they're weighing in. It's like. it's like. So this is your business, though. This is you're, you're in the business of politics now. Now, this is what I want to get to. Yeah. How do you go from being a liberal who cried when Obama was elected? <laughs> He's black, I'm black, yay. Yeah. How do you go from that to being Miss Conservative Poster Girl right. in 2018? Because that's what you are, 10 years later. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, no, you are. Like, a lot of people that are conservative, they love the fact that you're attractive, you're smart, you're articulate, you're black, and you, you're fucking forceful with your thoughts and ideas, and you push them through quick, and right. you're, you're not scared of pissing people off. Right. And this is very exciting to conservative people that are on the sidelines, like, yeah! It's like, <laughs> we got a fucking great running back, you know, we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Like, that's how they look at you. Like, right. you, you're, you're like a great soldier like in the that. Field. The That's how people look at it. That's fun. You know, I appreciate that. So, how do you go from that? How, what so, happened? So, two things. So, to reconcile what happened to me in high school, there right? Were two, we we got to uh, that, yeah, and then yeah, we, so two we got things off happened track. after, right? Two things that I wanted to do that I wanted to correct the world. I guess I wanted to correct what had happened to me. So, the first thing was I launched a website, like a, a blog for young girls that were going through things. I had, I had gotten out of the eating disorder, and I wanted to just give girls that may be going through something a, a way to write, right? So, I do I build this blog, do eighty. I tell them they can write whatever they want. That was the first thing. The second thing that I wanted to do was to combat like I felt and I still feel in my soul that children today are growing up um, in a time that we people can't don't even stop to think about we have 10 year olds that are killing themselves over snapchat yeah snapchat like if someone posts a picture on Snapchat and they kill themselves, like yeah. you know, and no one has really like thought about how much technology has negatively impacted the ability for a child to grow up, right? But they're concerned about the way they look. Like I, I used to babysit Nane to put myself um, through some years of college and um, nannying for these kids. They they're so they care about how they like when I was ten, like I like I didn't care how I looked. Probably didn't even know. How I didn't even know how I looked. <laughs> I you know it's I definitely didn't. I've seen the pictures, right? Right. So <laughs> you know so and now we have kids who are coming to us. So the second thing I wanted to do as I said I, I have this great idea that I'm going to build this project um, and this is this is the 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 social autopsy 
bit that the YouTubers were freaking out about, and they thought that it was a political machine, and it was going to be to help children. I felt I'm not that, aware of this. What, what is right. this social so it, it never bit? launched. It was an idea that I had to build something that would be like screenshots of what people said online, and like to put them in like a timeout. So I literally we were going around, we were meeting with high school, like high schools, and saying like we're thinking about building something for children that like so instead of going to prison because you sent a mean tweet or a mean snap, like what if you just couldn't like try out for the football team? You know what I mean? Like what if like your teachers t- checked a database to see like how you're behaving online was it like naive going back like it, it, sure like i it, but the idea that the the feedback that we were getting from principals was like first try on adults because like if this goes awry like to, to do this for children is like not going to be a great idea so i started kickstarter saying that i'm raising money for this project to help you know combat online bullying like it was like a project that was so from the heart it was just like trying to rectify the wrongs that i felt were done for these kids that aggressed me you know in high school and instead i end up in the middle of a firestorm again (laughs) it's unbelievable i was like god really um gamergate scandal like do you know about this um you've you've spoken to milo right so i knew nothing about it i wasn't a gamer i wasn't online i wasn't in politics knew nothing about it um but i put this kickstarter up saying like what we're doing is figuratively lifting the masks off of trolls and the internet lost its mind. It lost its mind. And a girl named Zoe Quinn, who was patient one of the Gamergate scandal, calls me. And at this point, she was working for Twitter as the official anti-harassment arm of Twitter. And she basically threatens me and tells me to kill the project. Um, and I had no idea that the bread and butter of the Gamergate scandal. Wait a she called you on the she phone. She called me on the phone. She contacted me via Twitter. And what were her, her words that you're saying are th- were threatening? She lit- First, she started off with like, I'm the girl that was the victim of Gamergate. Instantly, to me, it was off. People don't wear a victim like a badge. Like, I knew this because I had gone through this in high school. And she was like, and I'm telling you why you need to kill your project immediately um, uh, because there are people, you know, there are that harassed me and they will harass you if they find out about it. I'm trying to save you. Like, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, I appreciate that sentiment, but like, no, thank you. And then she got like, you know, increasingly like, you have to kill this project. And then she started crying. It was like very bizarre phone but call. I'm super confused. So right. your project was to take the masks off trolls. Figuratively. We never okay. had built a technology. We never, like what we were saying, like what we were going to literally do was archive. Okay. Facebook messages. Okay. Because kids on the internet will literally. Saying mean shit. Yeah. Being ruthless. Yeah. Find their messages. Yeah. And archive so what, it. So that, why did she have an issue with this? I don't understand. Because my Kickstarter said, I guess I said a word that made them think that we were going to be able to unmask Twitter trolls. Like a to- something that we had never even thought of. That like literally like that we were going to be able to like, like build a technology. Like people like an egg and their name is fucked. And now you. I'm going to be like, that's right. Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, okay. no. Like, this, we did not build this. This is like crazy. Like, we literally the had an idea. would probably be a better place. If, the, if everybody did have to yeah, use their I real know. name. I actually am not opposed to that, but t- t- we weren't building it. You know, that well, was why the was point. she opposed to it? That's why I'm so confused. Well, you know, the bread and butter of the Gamergate scandal is that people say she harassed herself. Okay. I didn't know this. I just hung up the what? phone with her. Yeah. I hung up the phone with her and she was like, if, if you go through with this project, her, these were her last words, you're going to ruin everything. Crying and hangs up the phone. And I was what? like, what a Wait like." A so you're saying that people think this is all allegedly. This is the Gamergate scandal. That she harassed herself yes. in order to get attention. And the left media helped her and launched like a thousand charities. Like all of these girls harassed themselves. This, this is like literally why Milo. I know some people have definitely harassed themselves. Yes, and the whole she was the first person that this like started with. And every one of these gamers, like mind you, I'm not a gamer. But I'm just I, telling you the two sides that I walked into. I didn't know. So I hung up the phone with her and I sent a tweet that was like, "Don't know who Zoe Quinn is, but I can tell you this girl has never been harassed." And the world breaks. Whoa. Okay. But see, but what I was going to say, my f- to finish my sentence, I know some people have 
harassed themselves. They faked it. Right. But way more people have actually been harassed. I'm sure. Of course, I, right? I agree. I'm just okay. saying that her in particular. And I so see, you said by talking to her, she's never been harassed. 100. Uh, dude, I, I you know. You really a, know for I, sure? One, like, I'm telling you, victims don't wear. Like, you would never like be like, I'm the victim of. like it, It's something but that you. There's, do do that. No, they do I'm, do no, that. They no. enjoy so, but it. Here, here, that's the story. So I hang up the phone with her. I tweet this. Right. Within. One hour, we start getting inundated. Just like she said. She said, if you don't kill the project, mean Trump supporters are going to come after you and start harassing you. Like, literally. Like, we're getting, like, inundated with emails that say, like, Bob at Trump45.com. And they're like, die, N-word, die. Like, if you go through, like, we're going to kill. Like, just like the most, like, I was like, well, this is kind of perfect, right? Like, you warned me, and then it happens. Like, within an hour. Like, we had had no messages, nothing. And then all of a sudden, I was full on, like, and I was like, no, 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 sweetheart. You did this. Like, come on. You orchestrated this. And she had been accused of doing this like five times. Like, it wasn't like Milo and Breitbart were just covering all of the instances that people have accused her of. Like, she calls them and then they get harassed. She calls them and then they get harassed. And I didn't give a, I had no horse in the race. I don't care about, you know, gamers. Respectfully, I don't game, right? I didn't care about politics, you know, respectfully at that time I wasn't politicking. I just had a phone call with a girl. It was a little weird phone call. And then I, suddenly I was getting inundated with emails. And, and you um, were just making YouTube videos at the time. No. I was literally like fully doing this degree 180 thing and I was going to really try to build this high school, like this thing to help kids that everyone says, you dox minors, like literally like we were building this platform so that children would never have to be like get in serious trouble for doing stupid stuff like via technology ever again. How did she get your contact She messaged me. I gave it to her. She messaged me oh, on Twitter. Okay. Like she was like okay. burnt witch or something. She, and I, 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 I like it literally her, her handle was burnt witch. And like at that time I wasn't even like on Twitter. Like I had just made a Twitter profile and, and I see someone that has a check mark and it says like official whatever handle of Twitter. So what seems more official than like a check mark? And right. so I was like, here's my number. Call me. Would love to talk, chat. Like, you know, like. So you just thought you were going to have a conversation with someone. conversation that maybe you wanted no to idea. partner with me because I'm like, oh, this girl's been harassed on the internet. Like maybe she'll like want to help kids. Like, you know, like. Right. Alice in Wonderland. Like totally like insane Alice in Wonderland. And then like all of a sudden there's like a Cheshire so, cat who's like smoking. I don't so know. you think that someone orchestrated this attack I, on 100%. you and it was fake Trump supporters that were going after you it was wasn't not real Trump yeah, that, that was my like I was like oh how convenient we've been on Kickstarter for three days and no one has harassed us you call me and tell me kill the project or I'm gonna get harassed I hang up the phone with you and an hour later we're getting inundated with harassment people and she was saying that you were gonna get harassed by Trump supporters well, why she, did she, she say said, that she, she didn't say Trump supporters all of their addresses happened to be like at you know like Trump Who? 45 at Gmail like whatever it was like they would they would actually have like weird porn handles like I don't know like weird handles you but know I still have them I I'd have to pull it up. Why did she think that someone was going to harass you? That's, I'm still confused. She was saying you're just she saying was, yeah. you're going to unmask trolls. Right, and that's what she said. Like when the Gamergate people, like these these anonymous men who harass people, the people that harassed me, when they see what you're working on, they're going to they're going to freak out. You can't do it. They've ruined my lives. You know. She's, and then she started saying you're going to get doxxed. They're going to find out where your parent lives. And like literally after that, someone sent me like a map, and they had doxxed my family, like my grandmother's, like where she lives, my grandfather. Like it was just like. Like, exactly it was like a, what she said. What she said was going to happen. Instantaneously after you contacting her, so you think that she did it? I know she did it. Like I've said Whoa. this a thousand times. I've said, this, and then the second I said it, all of a sudden the New York Magazine and the Washington Post tried to smear me instantly, instantly. And at that time, I is it thought, possible that you're wrong? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's implausible with the time frame of getting no nobody messaging me, right? To her calling me. All of this flooding in, and then the New York Magazine. I was a girl on Kickstarter. Why the hell is the Washington Post calling me after I tweet 
this girl harassed herself. The Washington Post, New York Magazine, the usual suspects, right? Like, the, like now the usual suspects. At that time, I was like, oh, great. The Washington Post, <laughs> you know, I was like totally an idiot. Um, you know, we're rushing to say like, oh, Candace got confused. Like, it's, 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 it's been a long time internet conspiracy that Zoe Quinn's harassed herself and Candace got sucked in. I'm like, I don't even know what Gamergate is. I don't know who, like, I don't even know what this article so is about. So you had no idea that there was accusations that she had harassed none. herself. Zero you just per- said none. That Phone girl call, gut, never been harassed. Gut one instinct. Tweet, gut instinct. One instinct. Wow. And I got in the middle of a cultural war and people were like, get in touch with Nero. I'm like, who the fuck is Nero? It was Milo Yiannopoulos at the time. <laughs> like, get in touch. Like, you know, like you just like landed. And then people that I thought were white nationalists, which was like Breitbart, was the only publication that was like just telling the truth about what's happening. Like just saying like this girl jumped on Kickstarter. This, like she's no, like, poli- no leg in this race. She's not political. I'm not, and like. This is what she says happened. So it was just a biz- it was a very bizarre situation, but it changed my life because the people that I would have thought in that moment would have like come after me and said awful things about me or, or said like were the people that were very kind. Like, you know, at that time I would have said I was a liberal. You know, I would have said like, you know, I supported Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, you know, whatever it was, even right. though I wasn't politically active. And people that were like reaching down and just being kind were like Mike Cernovich, who if I Googled his name, said it was he was like a white supremacist. So it, it just was like a weird thing. Like my whole life just went Phew. like I was like, OK, so one interaction, that's all it took. It's, yeah, and, and a subsequent firestorm. Now, has there ever been any proof at all that no. she's done what you think she did? Just a bunch of people saying the same thing that had nothing to do with one another in different situations and the media refusing to... to um, well, it's like one of those blame the victim things. Nobody yeah, wants to take a say. chance unless there's just overwhelming and evidence. And she never responds. Like, I've said it on a thousand things. Like, she harassed her. Like, she never responds. And um, I stick by that. I'll, I'll never veer from that. And it, it, But I always say that was that was my moment. Like, this this project that I, w- I had never even built out um, that changed everything. I, like, I stopped the project and I, you know, subsequently just wanted to learn like I just like is it possible that I got to 26 years old and have everything wrong about people that I thought you know I was just believing in the background you know that anybody that CNN why said would this one interaction with one person that right. may or may not be deceptive why would that make you switch political affiliation well, I wasn't it wasn't even switching I wasn't politically active I just like right. if you had asked me I would have said okay. I was you know what I'm saying like I was right. never I was never a girl like wearing a pussy hat outside like that's the thing right. that people don't understand if, if would pressed, you no god if pressed, I now that I if you think of like where I'm at now and talking about how I hate labels, I was probably already a conservative, but I didn't give a shit about politics. I had a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, and I was just just trying to pay it back. That's it. That was my whole life. There was right. nothing about politics. But at that moment, it made me. It was forced to me to consider my political affiliations because I had me saying this. I'm saying like you know the New York Magazine like tried to smear me. I say the Washington Post tried to smear me at the exact same time. Donald Trump is getting on a stage and he's saying they're fake news. It was just this divine moment. So how were they of, trying to smear you? So they called me and pretended to be my friend. I'm like, we just want to know what happened. Like, I told them the story. I gave them messages of like Zoe, the timestamps, the the hate that I've been receiving, and then the articles that they wrote were like the like I'm like. Did I just have a conversation with you on the phone? Like insane stuff. Like, I mean, um, like, you know, the Washington Post actually, because I caught them in a lie. I recorded the conversation and the email of what she wrote didn't match. They pulled the article. 
I said, if, if you run this article, like, I, I will sue you guys for libel. And the, the manager pulled the article, and he was like, you're not even relevant. You're not even important. We don't, we don't have to run this article. Whoa. Yeah. I so have it all in writing. I still lie. have it. They were what, ready to lie. They were ready they, to lie. What were they ready to lie about? They were trying to make it, they were trying to make it seem that I had, like, they were trying to figure out who was funding, so, like, social autopsy. That was, what, that was the, met, like, what the journalists were trying to figure out for whatever reason. Like, who's helping you? So when I refused to say any names, I just got that weird gut feeling on the phone. Like, I'm like, why are you, like, I'm telling you, like, this right. girl's been harassing herself. Why are you trying to figure out, like, where I'm getting money from, you know? Um, and when I refused to answer, the, the girl was going to, like, lied and tried to say that I had said certain names, that she was just trying to get, like, other anti-bullying, like, organizations to come out and say I was a liar, like, say I was working with them. Right. But I had never said any names to her on the phone. And somebody gave me a tip like one of the anti like, I'm not going to say the name of that they gave me a tip and said that you know they called and you know did you tell them this and I was like no I was like I literally had the recording and they were like you need to lawyer up like the Washington Post is trying to smear you if because he but just what was it that they said that you hadn't said they were trying to say that I, they were basically going to try to get a really reputable anti-bullying company okay to issue a strong statement against me calling me a liar but this company, because I had been in touch with them, because I had been on the phone with them, had a sense that it just wasn't like they, they didn't feel good about the reporter either. Okay. So they gave me a heads up. I had actually recorded the conversation with the Washington Post. And what, what was in the conversation that they didn't want to print? They were going to print that like I said that this company, you know, uh, was supporting me and they reached out to that company and that company denied it. But I had never said that. It was just a way to say that I was a liar, but I never oh, said it. Oh, but you, you get what I'm saying? The conversation I recorded with them. the conversation. Oh, snap. I got this, like, my instinct was just like, record the conversation. Hashtag fake news. Yeah. So, th so imagine, like, I, you go through that, and then J Donald Trump gets on a stage and he's like, Washington Post is fake news. Jeff Bezos is fake. Like, it was just like this. Do you like, still order things from Amazon? I do. I do too. I freaking so love it. It's awful. Love it. I know. Love that one click. I know. Bam. It's just amazing. I yeah. know it's it's I shouldn't I shouldn't but what do you need crazy glue I bam. know bam I, I hear there's another company coming out and I'm what I'm, do you need a lacrosse yeah. ball bam one click he's got I us all it. I know yeah. I can't I buy a lot of shit off Amazon I know I know Beautiful. I do too I can't even deny it so convenient it. I know it's, it's, it shows it's there it's just home. when yeah. you get home it's there it's home too you know do you think he has anything to do with the Washington Post or did you just well, buy he does. it he, you he think bought you just it. buy it oh come it's just like it's his personal diary now you think so? Of course. Have you seen the stuff that they were they're publishing now? I don't, it's a joke. I, I subscribe to it online, yeah. meaning I pay to, to get it online. You pay for propaganda. Well, occasionally you have a good story. Yeah. I don't know if it's all of it's propaganda. I, I, I can't take any of their articles seriously. The stuff that they've run and that they've said, it's just like... Like what else? It's just just everything. Not, everything? I mean, like, the stuff that... They, have you read like the Washington Post lately? Do you, like, what was the last good article? Let me ask you. What was the last that you thought this was a fair and balanced reporting job by Washington Post? They don't hate Trump. They just want to report That's the news. That's a very difficult question because I read too many articles. I'd have to go back yeah. and see which one. Yeah, what's the number the one? What's the Post? number one article on, on, on the top page? of yeah, Let's today? Right. Right now, Let's that would right be an now. interesting question. What do you think? Let's guess. Let's, Let's guess. Just take a guess. Uh, Trump. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Okay. Um, I uh, bet it's Roseanne. No, it can't uh, be Roseanne. She's not number one. But maybe it, could be, it, well, it could be Roseanne because it correlates to Trump. Maybe it's uh, what's her face? B. No, what's they're not. No, Samantha they're going to bury that story. They're going to bury Samantha B. Okay, Lynn Manuel Miranda's seat Trump's of power. metal tariffs trigger retaliation mm. for Mexico. Mm. I win. Trade war. Yeah. yeah. It's but look at that. Samantha B. apologizes after White House con condemnation for calling Ivanka Trump a vulgar word. I went too. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, a no. picture with but mine. But they're forgiving her. Are they? They're forgiving her in that. Just think she of the apologizes. headline. Yeah, she apologizes. And she looks nice in that picture. Are they forgiving her? Yeah, they're going to forgive her. She apologizes yeah. after condemnation. Yeah. Calling Ivanka Trump a vulgar word. Why don't they just write cunt? 
Yeah. How come they can't like, write that? It's, it's just... Apologizes for airing the word. Oh, they did it on TV? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. It was on our TV show. Cut the fucking that's what I was shit. You yeah, yeah oh. it was on TV. It's yeah. insane. What? Yeah. TBS, that's, TBS had to apologize too. TBS said cunt? No, it was on her shows on TBS. But yeah. does it say cunt? Like, oh, like the, word? the word? I think they just apologized for it. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. did they air the actual word or did they beep oh, it? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because you remember when uh, Stephen Colbert, when he uh, he said he that Trump uses, uh, uh, Putin uses Trump's mouth for his cock holster? Yeah, they, they've said like. That it, shit's crazy. That's what I'm, I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> imagine like, they you say said that about anything. Obama. They imagine. would lose their minds. Uh, just imagine. Imagine And the people that get that. it the worst are black conservatives. Like, uh, mm. like we get the things that people say to us. And what's bizarre now is like white liberals. Like they just feel comfortable. Say, I'm like, what? Like this is like so mm. weird. They'll, they'll write and they'll say anything to me. Here it goes. TBS Network. Samantha taking B the right is action. taking the right action and apologizing. What? For the vile and inappropriate language she used about Ivanka Trump last night, those words should not have been aired. It was our mistake too, and we regret it. What is this? I don't. I do not like the way they worded that. Right. She's taking the, the right, right action. action. So they 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 have a positive action attributed to her before they That's condemn what I was saying her to you. negative like, words. When you read when you read what how they're going to interpret it, watch what they're. It's always going to it's going to be positive. But so you said po- they're not. She's not going to get fired. That's oddly positive. Yeah. They're not going to fire. Not, no, because there's a double standard. There's a double standard. And this well, is what they like fired wow. Roseanne when she had the number one show in the country. They right. they just threw away a lot of money with yeah. that one. Yeah, and and also, you know, and did a lot of jobs for people Listen, that talk disagreed to Fox, with her. They'll hook it up. Right. I think she doesn't want to do it anymore. Talking to Roseanne yeah. personally, I think she was so worn out from doing that show. She's sixty six years old. Oh, right. You yeah. know, and she's not in the best of health and she told me she got bronchitis doing the show and she almost died. She's like, I'm too fucking old for this shit. Right. I can't do this anyway, and they were wearing yeah. me out. I just wish that there was just a little more humanity. Like, and I'm not saying that it, it's just like I really fundamentally, strongly dislike something about the outrage culture and the willingness to like f- forego the fact that she's a human being and human. Like, there's something about people that they believe that human beings are perfectible. Like, and that perfectable. How yeah, so? and I think that this is something the left has sold. The idea that it's perfectable, that you can, like, defeat racism with the right person in office, that you can, like, you know, defeat sexism, that you can defeat misogyny. And this is not possible. You can't defeat these things. Bad things happen because human beings are constantly learning. We're flawed. Right, but don't you think that ultimately the direction that we're all moving in as human beings, if you looked at human beings from 3,000 years ago to human beings of today, we're moving in a general direction of a much more positive culture. Right, and racism but it doesn't feel like that. Is, does to me. <laughs> to me, it does too. Racism is negative. We right. both agree, right? Right, 100%. Racism is a terrible but it can't thing. be depleted. But don't you think it can be shunned out of society slowly but surely if people realize there's repercussions no. No. for racism? No, repercussions, but that, then, then you're operating from a fear. That doesn't mean that you're not racist because you're afraid to say it. No, but people realize that you know it hurts people's feelings. It, yeah. it, it causes all nah. sorts of issues and... Yeah. No. Human be- no, human beings, especially when they're in, and I've learned this all the time, when they're in a spot where they're fundamentally unhappy, it's very easy for them to, to, to you know, lash out. It is. And, and so if you find someone who's just miserable, right, who right. doesn't, you know, have, I don't know, the career, the girl, whatever it is, that person is much more likely to, to say something um, that's vitriolic. And that's just, that's the human condition. Like, you're not happy, so you lash out at someone else. I agree with you. But don't you think that, Human beings in general are less racist today, certainly 
less racist publicly in America of than course. 1950. Oh my gosh, yes, right? no questions okay. asked. So America 68 is... years ago, yeah. if we go back 68 years ago, the world has changed for the better oh, today. 100, like what, 100% in terms of like the social product, progress yeah. that we've made, especially in America. Do you think America it's possible that 68 years from now, we could at least come very close to eradicating racism? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, so if you're talking about just America? Yes. Well, let's just go with America because, because it's, let's just it's wrap hard. it up because I don't know what the fuck's going on in China or, yeah. you know, wherever. I don't know. That's There's a, some that's places where racism ass. is just deep. Yeah, it's, that's, seated, yeah, it's and they deep accept seated. It's it never going to go away. Yeah. So that's why I say like racism. I don't know, never go away. Because they, they change it up. Because then they'll say Americans are racist towards Muslims, right? When you say that you're going to do the Muslim the Muslim ban from certain countries. And that's also considered like racism and not just like, you know, national security, right? Mm. So everything sort of becomes racism. So the problem with racism is nobody knows what it means anymore. Well, <laughs> everything's think, racist. You can you you could the Starbucks situation, which to me was not racist, was racist. Is that racism? The Starbucks we have that to define wasn't racist. Raci- you don't think that was racist? No, I don't. I don't think that was racist. I live in dude, I live in Philly. So you think if those were white dudes hanging out in Starbucks, not buying anything, just sitting down, yeah. mind their own business, that they would have got fucked with with the same exact well, okay, energy? Okay, so let's 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 play a different picture. So first off, okay. I live in Philadelphia. I'm okay. not kidding. I wonder if sometimes when I'm there, I'm like, I wonder if any white people live here. Like, like Philadelphia is like, it's 44% black, not just, excluding Hispanic, 44% black. It's unbelievable. Everyone who works in my build, everyone's black. It's like the weirdest thing. I'm like, this is a very black city, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bizarre city to be racist, outright racist in. Like you're dealing with black people all day. So you, you remove that and then you think to me, and I've seen this happen tons of times. Is it possible, Right. That this guy was just on like a power trip. Like I, power trips happen. I've seen it happen at the most bizarre places. And I'm like, all right. Like I, at the airport the other day, like this woman gave me absolute hell at TSA. I mean, it was like, I can't even recapture it. It was just absolute hell. I could have walked away and said she was racist and she randomly selected my bag 22 times to go through and made me go through and miss my flight, right? Or she was having a bad day and she was power tripping, you know? And then people have these little positions. It's like that, that movie where they go door man, you know, like, and they have these little positions like the manager of Starbucks and, mm-hmm. and you're having an off day. And these two kids that could have easily said, oh, I'll buy a cookie, right? Like common decency, by the way, even for me, if I go use a bathroom at Starbucks, I'll just freaking buy a cookie or a little like juice box or water, just something that makes me feel, all right, it's a little more civilized if I just buy something, mm-hmm. even though I'm just here to use the bathroom. Like, so on both what ends. What if you got to pee real bad and there's yeah, a line? You go and then I, 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 I'll probably sprint to the bathroom afterwards. and then buy something afterwards. I do that. This is like a natural thing. That, like it's well, a little now, more. Well, now because of these guys, you could just be a homeless <laughs> I know, person, it's take insane. a shower in the toilet. It's because of outrage <laughs> culture. It's an outrage culture. It's insane. Like my cousin, who's half Mexican, half black, had to go through this training, and she works for Starbucks. It's, it's like, it's to me, it's just insane. It's like, is it possible that this guy was power tripping? These kids were being like, you know, they could have just bought something, and, and it could have been resolved. But you have two people that are being stubborn and and taking it to as far as possible you know talk about like hall monitor like you know these are the rules and it just got too far well that, that could is, be a perspective that is possible but it's also possible that they were racially selected yeah that uh, someone was racist yeah. they looked at them and they said these guys are black yeah they're I think probably it's, it's up to no good we don't want them sitting around here right. not buying anything how long were they Call sitting the there again for could you remind i don't know me? weren't they just waiting for their friend too the whole thing didn't make yeah, any but sense wasn't, how long were they sitting there for because i, I want to say 45 minutes but that's like until the cops got there like they, they probably weren't 
I mean, yeah. how long does it take to co- get the cops to come in Philly? Right. So like, I'm just like, if you were sitting there, I, Philly, no, I don't know. I've never called the cops in Philly, but I do know that like Philly is just, it's a, it's just a very it's a very black city. Yeah, I it's go to just, Philly all the time. It's a very black city. You know, I, I was there with uh, Dave Rubin and. Um, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, you know, I opened for them, and I'm, it's just it's you a. Open for them? You do stand up? What are you doing? Yeah, stand. I should do stand up. I'd be good at it. You think? I'm funny. Come out tonight. I'll, yeah. I'll get you up. I'll do it. Oh wait, no, I can't because I have a, a. I'm going to Wyoming right after this. Just, yeah. Do yeah. you have any ideas of what you would talk about if you went on stage? I don't know. I, I would be really funny though. I'm like randomly really funny. Randomly, yeah, not I'm good, good at enough. voices. Not when people pay. No, I would be really good. Like I'm, I think? do really good voices. Like really good. Like I, I'm funny. I'm inclined to believe that most people think they would do really good at stand up, but it's hard. Eat shit on stage. It's hard, yeah, because yeah. they get nervous. Yeah, well, I could just, see that. It could be just like I'm not funny anymore. It seems I probably would be like, like a drinker if I was on stage. I feel like I, I would be so. like that, like stereotypical comedian that just gets completely sloshed and goes out stage. Just to try to loosen up the, the yeah. vibes. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's a really hard thing to try to be funny in front of like a sold out room. I think it's important to be objective, and I think it's important to to look at something for what it really is. And I think it's highly possible that that Starbucks thing was racist. I see. I think it's, it's highly just, possible that I it wasn't. I think it's just as. Yeah, because it's, it's just it's as. Possible, but it's because possible of outrage culture, it's, here we are. It's got, I, it's got to be racist. It's like, yes, the, the chances, I'm just telling you, like, so a lot of black people that come in. I work from the Starbucks. I'm writing a book. I work from Starbucks all over Philadelphia. That's like mm-hmm. what I do, right? And it's it's just there's. I don't know if there's any white people in Philadelphia. I'm constantly there trying definitely to find. Are. Like, I did a show there recently. Yeah, a lot of white people. Where, where what, what area of town were you? Oh, in? It wasn't in the Tower Theater. That's where we were. Yeah, it was a so lot, of, a lot of black people inside your thing, but they probably commuted. Oh, the fuck yeah, they did. Yeah, that drive but to outside the Tower Theater. Where that is, is yeah, it's all black people. True that's or false? Woo, yeah. So it's a drive. it's a bizarre place. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. It's really yeah. rough, and that's what people don't understand. I'm like, dude, like it's a weird place to come to if you're racist. It's just a it's like yeah. really hard to be racist in Philadelphia because everyone's black. Like it's like we went to the movies once and uh, we saw Planet of the Apes actually, ironically, in a, a really black neighborhood. And then we were it was I was there for the UFC. And uh, it was me and, my, again, my friend Tommy from uh, Connecticut. And we were looking for somewhere to go. And we went to this super black neighborhood. And it was a fucking blast. These right. people, it was hilarious. Because right. I, never, I never go to all black movie theaters. Oh my but God. they were yelling shit at the screen. <laughs> I mean, it became like... It was there was the audience that was entertaining, and then there was a movie that entertained. Like there was one scene in the movie where the, you know the Planet of the Apes got what was the guy's name Caesar got mad. He's like, "Oh, you fucked up now!" Yeah, yeah, always, and always, like, yeah. And it, it's, we it's ha- so vocal. And we yeah. were barbecued. We yeah. were high out of our mind. <laughs> so the whole thing was like extra yeah. hilarious. Black culture. This is the thing. It's, it's so funny because so much of what I do is inspired by this. It's just like people like this. I guess presentation of black people in the media, it actually gets me mad because to me, and I could be biased, I think black people are like the most like funny, like we're so funny, so endearing. Like when I'm around my cousins, like I do, there's not a better time that I can have when I'm around my family. We're not easily offended, right? We're constantly making fun of each other, making fun of other people. Like um, there's so no how one do you meaner. Think black people are portrayed like victims. Like everything upsets us. Like we're just we we feel so oppressed. And I'm like, this is not like the the black community that I grew up in in my family, and it's also not the the black community that's just like who we celebrate. Like I was watching. Was it Chris Rock stand up Bigger and Blacker? I watched that like from nineteen ninety four classic. Like it is like the stuff that he said he could never say today. 
Just like, 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 because that that is black culture. Like he went there on every single race, every single culture, made fun of everybody, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. It was perfection. It was a sold out Apollo theater. He comes out, and the first thing he says is like racial. He's like, "Oh, white people in the back today." You know what I mean? Right. And everyone gets up and starts cheering, and then he starts making fun of black people about things that we need to fix. Right? He's using like it's he's being funny, but he's also saying stuff that's real. Talking about that baby mama culture right. and, and the difference between like the white community. He starts. He's talking about school shootings. It had just like maybe. Was Columbine that just happened, and he starts talking about that, and mm. nobody was sensitive. Nobody, nobody in the audience was going the NRA. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, well, that was a different time, you know. We, but I we, miss they that hadn't time. been inundated with school shootings. There's so many of them now that people are just twisted. They don't know what to do. Right. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't, know. I don't agree with. This is the problem with when you blame the NRA. No one in the NRA has ever committed a school shooting. I know. It's, it's insane. That's it's, a like, fact. It's, it's, it's bizarre that people blame them. But but there's an argument that there should be tighter regulations on people with mental illness, right. people with... You but know, the, the, the slope is incredibly slippery for that. It is slippery. It's, 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 yeah. it's like it's something you can't define. Like it's, 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 it's too what, slippery. What, mental illness? Right. Yeah. It's too slippery. What do you, so what does that mean? Does that mean if you go to one therapy session? Like it, it, it is so mm. slippery. That's, that's I don't true. like it. I, 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 it's a dangerous way to go down. Having to be 21 to be able to buy a gun. I'm against it because you shouldn't be able to go get your limbs blown off overseas if you can't come back and defend your home. Totally against it. Well, that's a good argument that you shouldn't be able to go to war if you're not 21 either. Right. You know, I think the, the frontal cortex isn't right. developed until you're 25 years old. So right. who knows? Who knows when you can make real good rational decisions for yourself? And the idea is that if you take a 17-year-old kid fresh out of high school and send him overseas and put a gun in his hand, like he doesn't really know exactly what he's doing in the first place. Exactly. You're not making informed choices. You're just following the lead of the people that are in command. You're hoping that they're telling you the right thing to do. The thing that's so bizarre to me is that we're sitting here and we're talking about the age, like as if guns were just created, like, you know, when in reality. Right. But something's wrong. But what's wrong? It's not the guns. I'm asking you. What do you think? is wrong mental health right yeah. so i say I, I i agree with you but i think it's the deterioration of culture altogether like yep. they used to be taught the bible in school like you know people people make fun of that now like now we've got this culture where you're making fun of kids like religion is like we're so far away from religion like that's like weird to us like you mm-hmm. know like teaching religion is like it's you've got like a, a scarlet letter if you come in as like a, a holy christian kid in like a normal public public education thing you've got the family structure where it's like these kids are running the houses these days like i look on like facebook and it's like supposed to be funny when like a four-year-old is acting like cardi b i'm like okay yes it's funny because she's four but it's also like not funny because she's four right like how do you feel about little tay who's little tay you don't know who little tay i is? love cardi b i don't know who little tay is <laughs> who's little tay <laughs> little tay is kind of out of the news now because they found that it's a hustle she's know. a nine-year-old asian girl from what vancouver is that where it's from <laughs> And uh, she talks mad shit, throws money around, calls everybody bitches and haters. Yeah, and yeah the, that's my bitches. point. Like, this is considered, like, funny. It's, like, entertaining, yeah. like, the fact that and, – and we're okay with that. And so parents are pushing their kids to be more outrageous because there's a way that they can make it. Right. So to Here me, it it's like – Lil Tay spotted hanging out with Rick Rubin. It's like – for not like, over. It's, it's not over yet. It's not over. Rick wow. Rubin. Oh, she looks – look, she's uh, – she, Like, how old is she? She's she got looks double like she's, fingers. Oh, those are hooks. She's yeah. got the horns up, and she's got a G wagon in front of it's, her. It's just like the cash me outside girl. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we don't talk about any of that. We don't talk about the fact that that 